This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Tuesday, May the 22nd, 2018. Here's the bad news. What you got? Our community is running desperately low on scoops. Mor- morale is dropping. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, we're in the red. I brought in those Tostinos, and you're like, mm, not wrong kind. Not, nope, yep, nope. nope. They, have, they were moldy. Yeah. Yep. I need Here, hot ones. Here's the good news. We have recruited a brand new survivor named Patrick Klepik. I thought it was going to be Steve Gaynor. No. Other, the the, other also the wrong kind of scoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You brought oh. you brought a rucksack full of scoops with you. What you what you got for us? Uh, uh, the small coffee is part yeah. of a rewards program. Oh. I'm, I'm into rewards programs okay. now. Nice. <laughs> Do you pay with I your got phone? A house and I <laughs> look into ga- specifically gas station rewards programs. Ooh, what about uh, yeah? <laughs> no, that's, I, I got I, every hundred dollars I spend at the supermarket gets me ten cents off a gallon yeah, of gas. Is, is that the Shell or the the mobile? It's the, the safe the way to Chevron thing, man. I haven't tried Chevron. They're not allowed Chevron. There's a lot of mobiles. Oh sure. Uh, near us, there's a lot of Shell Shells. When you sign up, you get into the gold program. You get ten cents off. Okay, okay. And the uh, uh, the mobile Just one, ten cents off. The mobile one, depending on which one you go to, you can qualify for ten cents off. So that seems depending like more on which work. one you go to. What is it like? If they support it, or you yeah, like, you hey, pull- do you support the reward program? They're like, fuck no, pay for gas. No, based <laughs> on different ones, you pull up, and then there are different offers associated with different. Qualifying mobile man, stations. they're independently owned. Like some people are okay. more generous. Than I guess. Than I guess. That's uh. Th- I uh, I'm in a rewards program for frozen yogurt. It's yeah, pay, it's paid off all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I scanned my little thing. I just did it yesterday. I scanned my little thing. The phone lights up bright. You oh. scan it, and they're like, "No, you don't have any free yogurt." <laughs> I'm like, "Shit." My rewards program for frozen <laughs> yogurt is being incredibly good at guessing exactly to the ounce of how expensive it is, and then getting it for free. That, a lot oh, of places, not every place, lets you do that. Yeah, but sometimes they're so impressed by my ability to know exactly how much my froyo weighs that they'll just give it to me. Yeah, so froyo more like free yo. Yeah, oh, they'll yeah. be like so fucking stunned that you'll just like make <laughs> off and just run out. Yeah. They'll be like, "How did you do that?" And, and while they're gone. in this cloud of yeah. fucking, yeah, that's smooth. And it's a lot of smoke, like, like frozen yogurt. behind a six it's foot smooth. ten cloud of smoke, and it's okay. hard to see past that. So you, they, you just vape inside, huh? Here's that guy. <laughs> That's really why they want me to leave is because I'm vaping yeah. in their yogurt store. That's another good way to get free <laughs> shit. Is just like eat a whole meal and then start vaping until you get thrown out. What if what if you could vape the frozen yogurt? Uh, I feel like most most liquids smell like somebody must have tried that at this point. Frozen yogurt and bad chemicals. Just get the dairy in your lungs. I like the (laughs) I like all the bus ads that we're seeing these days now that are like trying to remind kids like, hey, this shit is still bad for you. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, it's fucking, you're getting addicted to the vape juice. I got, a good still, article about Juuline. Yeah. I got uh, a flyer in the mail about candy tobacco. Okay. Have you seen this stuff? Oh, oh, there's some vote coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, some, it's probably a proposition or something, but yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, here's actual candy. Here is candied tobacco. Yeah. They look exactly candied the same. Tobacco. Is that yeah, actually I, true? Or is I that guess. just like, okay. I guess. I that know. seems, that's, there, what, there, that's what the flyer the, says, for sure. Like, there, there are a lot of products that are specifically designed to look like candy so they can sell them to like 16-year-olds, you know, and just get them hooked early. Can the you ones smoke that are 16? No. 18-year-olds. Mm, yeah. 18-year-olds still like candy. I, if, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty twenty two. We're like candy. That's for nerds. But that's the thing, though, because like there's kids still who are like younger nerds. than yeah. than eighteen smoking this stuff. But right? they're kind like, of discerning at that point in their life, right? Yeah, but you I mean, think? this is this is stuff being specifically marketed to people just who accidentally can't smoke buying. Yet. So this is actual tobacco. This isn't like the old know. candy cigarettes no, that no, weren't no. actual no. cigarettes that are just like, yeah. look at me, I'm <laughs> a fancy smoker. It has to be. They sell those, but they can't smoke. It has to be chew, right? I assume that's. The only sure. thing it could be, right? Like, they've, they've upgraded from wintergreen to, like, yeah. fucking caramel. <laughs> sure. Or, mm. I don't care how much candy you put in a cigarette. Man, yeah. it's just it not going to taste, taste good. good. No. no. Gross. Uh, speaking of cigarettes, I'm, like, <laughs> I'll done. see you later. Whoa. Like, oh, <laughs> wow. Really? Whoa. I haven't had a cigarette oh, this in, is a like, major... a week. Holy crap. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations. really, really well. Yeah. You just cold turkey? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Using Chantix. Okay. All right. Okay. And it worked before, but then I relapsed. Uh... But yeah, this time it's it's nice. it's it's working. That's oh, good. Working. Smoking is terrible. It fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's not a that, fully disgusting. That's not a nicotine supplement. It's just no. a straight up. Just a straight up. Get out. Get out. Of, get the stuff out of here. It had some other purpose before, and yeah. then you know, okay. people found out one that of those. <laughs> like <laughs> when I start smoking, it really sucks. Like I get sick to my stomach, and oh yeah, wow, oh, oh wow, one of those, like, one of those things. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay. It it works. Yeah, my dad quit with Nicorette 25 years ago, and oh, he's yeah? still chewing Nicorette. So, yeah, you probably you made, you made the smart decision. My dad stopped and then went to chewing tobacco mm. until he was like, you know, my lip feels weird, and then just went back to smoking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that works, too. Yeah. yeah. So just he was just on the rotation. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Hello. You were in Los Angeles last week. I was. You played. I played some video games. The Call of Duty. I did. So that. Uh, we were going to talk about that news, but then I came in and found out you had played it, so let's talk about yes, it. Yes, yes, Black Ops 4. I, I hear that was a uh, weird event. Is an upcoming video game. Uh, it's, so yeah, they had a, so it, it was similar to the Destiny event last year, which I know you, you guys did watch the Destiny stream, right? Yes. Uh, ah, not have did, the Call of Duty stream Didn't on. Didn't put the Call of Duty stream on. Oh. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know anybody that did, actually. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. figured you would have, because you keep up with the news. Nah. <laughs> I mean, all the news. I heard, all everything, the, I heard yeah. everything I needed to know about that game before they announced the, it. The news aspect of that game leaked out yeah. ahead of time. This yeah. was more just like, how are they going to, what's the song and dance? Like, what's their yeah. pitch? Yeah. Which I was really looking forward to hearing them make the pitch. And so, basically, yeah, they, you know. I went around and saw a lot of games. This was one of the events that was like also like open to a wider audience than just the people who were there seeing E3 related stuff. They had invited a lot of people with selfie sticks. I don't know who they were. Mm. Um, did they but, hand know, out selfie sticks? I don't know. No, I don't think own? so. I don't know. I did not take the bag. BYO. Uh, but I did get an orange towel with the Black Ops logo mm. on it, which is like that. You know when you know when John Cena walks out oh, and he has yeah, yeah, a tiny towel. Jan knows. Hell yeah. You know, yeah. Know, it's it's yeah. like that size, which okay. is perfect if you want to be like, yeah, call of duty, hustle, loyal, respect, and throw it down or whatever. Um, I do. I do. Anyway. So, yeah, they they uh, they put on a little show and announced the game uh, or announced features for the game, showed their trailers uh, and live streamed that out. And then the people in the room were fucking losing their mind, <laughs> man. They were going bananas for this shit. Do you recognize a lot of people there? 
Uh, no. The people that, that I was on the bus with to go there, yeah. it was like I had Greg Miller on one side of me, <laughs> Austin Walker on the other. It's the old men's club. John Drake was there somewhere. Uh <laughs> And and some other folks, uh, but but generally, yeah, no, it was big it crowd. Was, a, was it just like general public? No, I, they, it was invited, okay. be, but, but it was, I, think, I think it was like streamers. creators. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. I, I think. Uh, anyway, so they they put the show on uh, and announced the game with it, which had already you know a lot of it had leaked out in terms of like, hey, there's not going to be a traditional single player campaign in this game. Did and, anyone give a shit? Not the people there. No, right. the people there were just like, tell me about the zombies. Okay. And when they were like, wait, there's going to be n- not just two, but three different zombie maps at launch. Like there was a guy behind me that like, I, it was a fervor that I have not heard did since he, that time. Did they he cry. I don't know. It was, it was I not know where this is going. It was not the <laughs> tears. It was not the kingdom. Hearts the kingdom Hearts tears thing. from that okay. Sony press conference, okay. it was, but it was right up to that fucking line. But I heard of like people going like, Oh my God. I heard some um, people were mad that it doesn't take place up? in the same zombie verse. It is. Uh, so yeah, it, it is a separate story from the stuff they've been doing before yeah, for yeah. whatever that's worth. I don't know. So they, they didn't I mean, actually... I hear they're weaving story into everything. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you did watch it. Uh, yeah. So, so that was their, their pitch was like, Hey, we, they, they almost didn't even mention that there was no traditional single player campaign. I was wondering how they're going to like, spin yeah, like that yeah. And they had, it, it's weird because they had a lot of time to craft a very solid uh, message about what this game was. Mm-hmm. And the event actually felt really disjointed. Uh, they kind of broke it up into a few different parts where they're like, okay, we're going to talk about competitive multiplayer and a lot of the aspects of that. Then we're going to talk about zombies. And then they're like, at the end, big moment was like, and Battle Royale, which, of course, had also yeah. Uh, yeah. been pretty well leaked out. Um, was there anything about that mode, though? I couldn't find so no, a lot of details. No, they weren't no. even saying player like, count, which yeah, should tell yeah. you everything huh. about the... Uh, but they were talking uh, map size. Right. Uh, which if you if you back into it, you go like, okay, if the map is this large, you need enough players to fill that map, or else it's going to be a pretty bad mode. Right. Uh, if, if you put too few players on too large a map, that that might be a problem. Also, so I, you know, mm-hmm. there's probably some math you could do to go like, well, it only makes sense for them to go this big if it's going to hold X number of players. Well, what was what was the messaging around the size? Kind of of the messaging or uh, well, like, they were like five it's, times it's, bigger. It's, it's eighteen hundred bigger mm-hmm. times bigger than you know whatever uh, and. And so, yeah, they, they didn't show any Zombies gameplay. They didn't show any Battle Royale gameplay uh, while simultaneously saying this is the most we've ever shown earlier than we've ever shown it, wow. which is probably actually yeah, still like true. They, they usually do these reveals um, throughout the fall, right? But in terms of what was playable, it was competitive multiplayer. I played three matches in, in about 40 minutes. I've got all the footage of it. Okay. I, I don't know what we're going to do with the footage. Maybe we'll put it out there. Maybe we'll talk over it or something. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it was. Th- so they did their song and dance, and and uh, yeah, really, it didn't feel like they had a cohesive like, and, and whatever. Like we're critiquing marketing at the end of the day, but you know, it, it it's for something where like people seemed very skittish about this being a slightly different game in terms of not having competitive mm-hmm. multiplayer. I feel like there was a better way to get out in front of that stuff, especially when everything leaked and they knew what the reaction was going to be. It seemed like this, all of this show could have been crafted to. Uh, assuage those fears and kind of and, and I think the game actually what they're doing it, 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 there's a logic to it in terms of just like oh you know what you kind of don't need a campaign even if they were developing one that maybe didn't come together and despite them saying oh there was never a traditional campaign like I you know who knows who can say I do they were building a campaign and it was a relatively recent decision for them to kind of put that aside and but yeah. you know all indications I've heard is that like Next year, there will be a campaign, and what's increasingly sounding like Modern oh, wait, this, Warfare this is just 4. A, this is just a one-off 
Yeah, this was just because th- this just, just because, didn't come together. Oh, wow. Like it, it was, huh. a, it was a uh, the, the building of that campaign. Just they had production issues, and it was just they could not hit the October deadline. I don't think they could have hit a November deadline. And the idea was to just punt on it. But my understanding is like that's not a like decision that's supposed to filter down to the rest of the games. Okay, um, they do have a, sort of a convenient positioning, which is like if for some reason this game underperforms, and if one of the reasons they can point to is the lack of a single player campaign, they can the say campaign we back. heard <laughs> what you said. We hear you. Mm-hmm. The campaign is back, but. Also, even I'm surprised that they didn't. Um, so, like that Modern Warfare 2 remaster uh, stuff, like right. you know, went around months ago, and and at the time there was like, oh, and it's not going to have multiplayer. We're like, well, why would anyone care? That seems like tailor made to be like, hey, we hear you, and maybe, <laughs> yeah. I assume they're going to announce this later and be like, hey, the fourth pillar of our game is mm-hmm. one of the best campaigns we've ever made remastered. Boom! At least they've got a checkbox there, but they didn't even do that here, which leaves it feeling kind of ambiguous and strange but at the same time their opening salvo about what this game was was this is set in a narrative world between black ops 2 and black ops 3 so this is the street fighter 4 of call of duty basically black yeah. ops <laughs> so, so that's actually the the there's there's a positive and a negative to that and depending on which mode you might be talking about from a traditional campaign perspective that's a negative because that's what i want to see the campaign in Black Ops 3 with all its weird mindfuckery stuff was completely detached from Black Ops 1 and 2. So actually having something that can tie those things together or at least like say like, hey, here's something that is a little more in line with Mason and Woods and the numbers and the stuff that like you remember about Black Ops. Uh, that's a really good place for them to be if they if let's say they were making a campaign. Uh, the positive, the the other thing that that explains away for them is in the competitive multiplayer, they get to say, this is why we still have specialist characters and also why they can't run on walls. Because, oh, wall running just hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> um, and all this jetpack stuff, no, what? Take that another 20 years out, friend. Um, so it, it just feels like a very convenient way for them to say, we've got most of the same characters from Black Ops 3's competitive multiplayer which introduced like hero style specialist characters um and but none of those pesky mobility features exactly. that you hate and they probably won't put the robot in it or whatever or the 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 what no Chappy, i guess no. the robot was in infinite uh warfare yes that's a different that's a different also different not, game. not to um, not to get off on a tangent but before we move too far away did you say the words modern warfare 4 that was the, there was a rumor like, going around earlier this they week. They were just going back, I, I, back, I can't, back, I, back yeah. to the well on everything. Uh, I, can't, I can't validate it. That was, that was associated with a, a report that was going around that there were some shuffling between like uh, a lot of Infinity War people went to Respawn and that, that there have been reports yeah. like people tracking LinkedIn profiles of like people going from Respawn back to Infinity War, which uh, having talked to some folks that uh, after I saw that, uh, that work at both the studios, like you shouldn't look into it. I mean, maybe that means Modern Warfare 4. I don't, I don't know what that studio is building. But also that shouldn't say anything about Respawn or Infinity War. That is more just like people move between projects with people they like. In yeah, a, people they know both people. Are, they are and... out in Santa Monica. And like, don't you want to work with creatives that you worked with in the past as production spin up and down in which like roles change over the course of like, you know, two to four years. And right. so it's just, that's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but also, yeah, you know, like them making a black ops four, I feel like, it, it, and, and also like the way that black ops three had very little to do with the other games. I feel like the names are meaningless. Like you could call a game modern warfare sure. four. And what does that <laughs> even mean? Yeah. Like, I, I would love to see the brand book of just like, what do you think modern warfare <laughs> means? What does Activision think black ops stands for? And I'm sure that like different people would have an answer for that. But I feel like the things that made Black Ops distinct, one of those main things was the stuff they were doing with campaign. Um, 
And so now it instead feels like they're like, well, we've got these specialist characters and these, you know, hero characters and we're doubling down on that. Um, Had it been the original pitch, I could have seen that being like a very like there's been speculation over the years that Activision has talked about internally, like getting rid of the single player stuff because it was largely useful for like demos and commercials and things like that. And like the the amount of times that players actually play through that again, like is very low, but it is well liked and like it is useful for those things. Had they like whole pitch of like Black Ops Four been like actually we're gonna we we are going to weave narrative into right. like, all aspects of the game that could have resulted in and maybe this will still be fine but there's a world where that was the idea from day one for three years where they were building it and that could have been something totally even more interesting. Yeah, instead, what it sounds like they're doing is so you know the the camp the the multiplayer has characters you know it's the guy with the big spike thing that does the ground pound it's the <clears throat> so are you, like classes are are also characters in a story is what you're saying effectively. Um, well, or, no, you're, it's, a, it's a literal character. It's like, you are Ruin. You are that guy, Ruin. Okay. And Ruin you is unlock shit for that guy. Right. And it's not mm. even the class, because you can, you still build a Call of Duty class oh, around that. he can be any class? Yeah. He, but he is a name But when his meter okay. fills up, he does a thing. I see. Because huh. he is Ruin, he, and that's what he does. And there's one other ability you can opt to use. In his case, it's a grappling hook. Uh, or you can say, I'd rather have a hand grenade. Than a grappling hook or whatever the character specific ability is. I would never say that. Yeah, I'd rather have a grappling yeah. hook for um, sure. And that is actually yeah. probably the, in in terms of the characters I saw and, and looked at the the stuff and, and what from what I played, that is maybe the one character class where I would say that. Everyone else, I was like, actually give me the grenade. Sure. <laughs> um so <sighs> I yes, no, so th- I feel like we're just as disjointed as their announcement was, honestly. Wait, uh, can you you mentioned this when we were talking in the pre-show about how they opened up by like throwing the previous game under yeah, the bus. Yeah, they did the Madden thing. Uh, so they had uh, the, the the two guys that have been kind of like the face of Black Ops, uh, David Wanderhaar and Dan Bunting, get out there and talk about it. And you know they they've got this crowd, this throng of people who are big fans of anything they're hearing. Uh, Selfie sticks in the air. Uh, yeah, and and like you know they're talking about the game and they're like, oh, it's in a narrative world, this and that. And they're like, wait a minute, before we go any further, you know, and and it's this like is this game gonna have wall running and the whole crowd goes no <laughs> and the word no appears on the screen and people yeah and is it gonna have this is it guns still up yeah <laughs> and like people are fucking uh, losing their minds you guys and, like wall running and I, lo- I love wall running I, I think it's okay it's yeah, really good it's in Titanfall fun. but yeah. it has a okay. place Black Ops 3 did not execute on the wall running well mm. and and also, is that what it was? It wasn't just that people were mad that it was there, it's that it was bad. It also didn't come out the same time as Titanfall, and yeah, Titanfall it, did it really show it, well. it, it was kind of, it yeah. felt like a reaction to yeah. Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, but mobility and shooters became a thing. Halo added yep. running, for as fucking crazy as that is. But it wasn't just people hating change because it was change. Well, that's like that's a, a much larger <laughs> thing, and, and that's actually... That's just life. That's something that, that's a quote they gave to PC Gamer about the reaction to their announcement, is they're like, oh, some people just don't like change. Hmm. Uh, so they... They get it at both ends. Um, and so you it's this situation where you have the two guys who have been the face of the Black Ops franchise, I believe since the original Black Ops, if I remember correctly. Ostensibly, the guys who brought you wall running in the first place, <laughs> because Advanced Warfare did not have wall running. It yeah. had its its boost stuff, which, uh, you know, it was was not super well received. I thought it was fun at the time. Um, so you have the guys who brought you wall running in call of duty now flipping to it and going like, does yeah. this got wall running? <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck that shit. shit. 
during Dell Tech Fest. Score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio, Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It almost makes it sound like working on those games is a nightmare. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Like, if you try and read through the subtext of that and what it means to build one of these games and deal with that kind of community. Or or it, it makes it sound like it's, like, super fun and easy because you just, like, you just, you take every position you had, reverse it in three years, and then people go, yeah! And then as Sounds they like sour cult, on honestly. the game, well, yeah. and then as they sour on the game, you flip it all back and go, we hear you. That's the power yeah! of the um, All that work we did five years ago, fuck that! Yeah, that was garbage! <laughs> Whoever did that is a dick! Like, and we just, fired that programmer! It's, like, it's just... He's it was respawn now. It was, <laughs> it was just... It was a really wild... Like, like, whatever. Developers do that all the time. That's the joke that every year Madden is just like, last year's game fucking sucks shit! Yeah. This year's game you got the truck stick fuck you um we got the truck stick we got the truck fuck stick you. fuck you that's the back of the box <laughs> for madden that year said we got the truck stick fuck you um and but th- yeah so this is maybe one of the first times that that's happened to a franchise that i have followed closely so with madden it was very easy to just go like i don't know what any of this shit means i don't even know i joke about the truck i don't know what the fuck a truck stick does how do you truck in a football game it's like a juke okay <laughs> That's I'm, I guess great. I'm our I guess I'm our Madden guy. There you go, Madden editor Ben <laughs> Pack weighs in. It's like a juke. It's it's also interesting because this is I think what maybe the first time that it's sort of an outside entity. Fortnite and Battlegrounds have just dis- so exactly. thoroughly disrupted. That was these the other games that operate thing. on like a very particular model in which they are reactionary to one another in a very specific AAA space, as opposed to what's happening here, which is outside sources have like completely changed how we think about these games and then you see these games reacting more or less in real time as much as those games right. can essentially if you map back uh battlegrounds being you know you know a year and change mm-hmm. old like it's probably around the time you're having conversations can we can we do this in, in our game and you know for for next fall and they tested and, it in the uh in the free-to-play call of duty game yes they, they put it in there first and, right and so they've been fucking around with this for a little bit um, yeah, so this is not even a full development cycle that they can devote to this mode. Right. No, we, I, I was, <laughs> this is not informed speculation, but I, uh, I was uh, telling Jeff that, like, I would not be shocked if, like, the way they had a whole lack of specifics about the Battle Royale mode for Call of Duty, like, would it shock you if they suddenly announced, like, oh, actually, this is not going to be at launch, and actually, it's an out- coming in November, like, a month yeah. from now, because well, I, that that, I think about, it's going to come in hot. I feel like that was the talk about Battlefield. Like, there was some loose talk yeah. about, which I, I never really sourced back to anything firm, but it was it was very much like, we're prototyping this. It might not make launch. It might not make it at all, but we're thinking about it. 
right. we're, we're poking it. It, we're poking at frostbite to see what we can make but it now, do. But now now I wonder if they'd be in a position uh, if they came like like full force out with it right. at E3 because Call of Duty just kind of danced around it. Yeah. Like they're the ones well, that they could danced get the around it, for but it. like they the stuff they did talk about this stuff is actually like and and they seemed to halfway acknowledge that like hey battle royale is a thing we didn't fucking invent it they they did not treat it like they were the, the <laughs> they second were not coming epic. of this stuff no no <laughs> um it was very much their focus uh in the presentation aspect was like we're going to do this the black ops way we're going to do this the call of duty way with like this best in class gameplay and this sort of stuff like it didn't sound like they were making one of those games it made it sound like we're taking call of duty and trying to make it like that uh, which I think is the right way to frame what they're doing. But you're right. Also, it was a little weird to see like, hey, you know, this is this franchise that like, like it or not, like turned shooting games on its head, turned a generation of consoles on its head in terms of just like these are the types of games. These are the types of progression systems that players like to see and all that sort of stuff. This was I th- I feel like this was the first time where they were like, all right, some people came along with some stuff and now we've got that too. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm curious how they end up. It, maybe the lack of specifics is because often both Battlegrounds and Fortnite are, you know, essentially perpetually in early access games. Right. Like a lot of what those games settled on were either accidental, like, you know, discovered over the course of development. And right. so that may be the sort of thing where they're just like they're like, I wouldn't be shocked if there's like a summer beta test where it's like, all right, we're going to f- we actually don't even know what the player count is. Like, we're going to figure that out right. as you crash the servers. Like, mm. and I'll be curious to see where mm. they land because like. Battlegrounds is a very like long game, like relative yeah. to like Fortnite. Fortnite, you no matter where you the plane go or the battle bus goes, you can land anywhere in that map at any time. You can just float wherever you want. And the game encourages you to get into skirmishes almost immediately. You are meant to be fighting constantly in Fortnite. Whereas Battlegrounds, you can really kind of like take your time. Like you can you can easily camp to the end of a match. Like that may not be the best path to success, but you can make it to the top ten that right. way. Yeah. Um and I'm curious where Call of Duty lands on like basically like maybe it's somewhere in the middle where like uh I wonder it's not know, a game about camping, but it's that mode specifically like encourages so all sorts of different types and it's of not play. a game like for as much as that game has sniper rifles in it every year it has never been about engaging players at that type of range. Right. Yeah, it's a short to medium range uh, game for and, sure. And that's going to be interesting to see. The, the things they said about it were like, hey, okay, our map is going to have elements of other Call of Duty maps in it. So you will run along and be like, oh, this is that Call of Duty map. Here in the middle of this area, there's this thing, uh, which I think is a neat idea. Yeah. The other thing they said is it's going to have like basically every character from the Black Ops games. From the zombies guys to Mason and Woods and Reznov, you know, like like basically all oh, of that sure. shit. Well, the class in there I, as like the, playable characters. The class stuff would conceivably carry. So that would make that would actually end up making like the customizability would end up making Call of Duty distinct if they like lean into that at all. Because I both, both battlegrounds and Fortnite are flat, right? So yeah. everything is just based on the loot you find. Like there are loot tables you can look up and, to and see. This is this seems very much about loot also because the other thing is like they're going to basically put every gun. That every gun is going to be in there, <laughs> which for whatever that means, like, you know, every every game has a different balance and, and guns that are like maybe equivalent in the role they're meant to fill. So putting every gun from Black Ops into it isn't immediately a thing where I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but even if even if there were powers, like even if you like you were able to pick characters like that stuff would be meaningfully distinctive within the subgenre right. of the Battle sure. Royale. because. Yeah. Th- there are games that are doing that. You can go on Steam. And there's lots of games that are yeah. playing around with like Overwatch style battle royale games. But like in terms of something this whole high profile, yeah, it's all the characters from the single player Black Ops games from before they had powers. Oh, okay. It's not just the guys all from right, the competitive right, multiplayer. Right. So, so they're probably not going to build power. Probably for each not going to do right, that. Right, right. If I had to guess. Um, 
But they also said uh, land, sea, and air vehicles, which, you know. Okay. They've had flight moments in Call of Duty campaigns and stuff like that. But, like, what does that mean? You know, am I now flying a helicopter and someone's shooting <laughs> off the back, which is exactly what they implied would happen. Also, that, that sounds, sounds more pretty battlefield. Great. Yeah, a little bit. Battle Royale. A little bit. Yeah. Well, in, real, in essence, like Call of Duty moving towards Battle Royale is, in some ways, like a weird pivot to like Battlefield yeah, style like, gameplay. Ba- Battlefield is closer to a Battle Royale game yeah. by yeah. default anyway. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. And yeah. the engagement distance in Battlefield. Yeah, like bigger, like bigger maps, higher, higher player counts. Like um, they have less of a leap to take to get there. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. I, I really want to see it. Uh, I, because I like the way Call of Duty plays. I like the speed of the movement and the snappiness of the weapons and the time to kill and, and all that sort of stuff. Here, here is my is, big question about that. Yeah. Is it single death and you're out? Right. Like that, that's like, a great like question. That is the core of that mode, but because that is the, the opposite of what Call of Duty players expect from like the loop. The, yes, the idea of like hit a button, get back yeah, in, yeah. is also the the thing that keeps you going yeah. in Call of Duty, yeah. or, or you know whatever. There are objective and round based modes in Call of Duty games. Yeah, uh, that's just not what I'm there for. But just like think about uh, how fast an engagement that takes place in Call of Duty, like right. three seconds, and, one, like, and one, of, like, one of the two players is dead within like three seconds, and if yeah. that's the culmination of your match. Yeah, and then it's five minutes to get into another match. It, it's or whatever. rare that you have like a protracted like, and yeah. then I crouched, and then I got away, right. and then I did this. Unless in, in they, a Call of Duty game, unless they balance uh, it differently, right. to, to achieve that. Yeah. So like those are questions I really want to know the answer to, and and it's made me intrigued about what they're doing. They didn't really you know have much to say about that aspect of it. It was really just like, hey, we're doing this. Uh, it's still going to be Call of Duty, and it's going to have these characters and and maps and and guns and, and whatever else. Uh, My guess is it's popular. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I think it actually fits really well. Like that community, yeah, that community yes. will receive it well, is what you're saying. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if something like that was like a spun off on its own thing. You're saying in like three to four years, we're going to be shocked when they say, okay, we're getting rid of Deathmatch. You guys love Battle Royale so much. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. We got a single player campaign and a Battle Royale game, and the single player campaign is you will drop on an island. I'm still shocked they've never doubled down on the zombie stuff because Raven was building a zombies game for. A while. Well, and this then is they stopped. That. This is them, you know. So this is with the multiple maps and all this other stuff. The way they framed it, and again, they didn't show any gameplay. They didn't have it there playable. Uh, but them, them framing up the zombie stuff was very much like, hey, this is kind of the focus. Like oh, this almost seems like this is the zombies game that has this other stuff in it. With the amount right. of time they devoted to, hey, we've got new characters. Hey, we're rebuilding all this story stuff. Like we're doing all this big shit. Um, in some ways, this almost seems like. Were you making a zombies game, and then instead of spinning it out, you put it all together? Which the when that, Raven that, was, was making that was a zombies true, game that was true like five it was, years yeah, ago. It was yeah. it was it was too far back for this to be that, yeah. but the spirit of it in some ways. I mean, if they, at some point, if they just like if they killed the single player game and it just made zombies the single player part, yeah, like a lot that makes like a lot of you sense know, Activision is a public company. The minute you start splitting up Call of Duty and doing <laughs> a bunch of weird shit to it, you probably make some people skittish. Yeah, uh, so like I. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I personally would love it if they made a full Call of Duty game that didn't have the zombie stuff in it and instead replaced it with more things that fit the vibe and tone of the other Call of Duty stuff. Like this stuff is just it's too left field. It's just not what I'm looking for out of that game. 
Um, and it never, it never is. And, and hearing what they had to say about it, it's like, okay, well, this sounds like it's, you know, going to be kind of the same thing you've done, but you're rebuilding it and all this other stuff. Like, I'm still not going like, oh, I can't wait to see the new zombies mode. Instead, it's just like, okay, you're, you're doing work that will make those players happy. Um, there's probably enough crossover that even if they were to split it apart, you'd end up hurting both. You're so by right. keep by keeping them together, yeah. like you have people, At this that, point. You have people that buy zombie that buy for the zombies and yeah. maybe just don't even touch the other stuff, and right. then people that you know don't care about zombies but only touch. When them. when Call of Duty was like number one, top of the world, top of mind, all this other stuff, you know, three five years ago, whatever right. it was, I think that argument made more sense then. Yeah, of like there hey, was a time to do zombies it. out. The, the, that time has passed. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, yeah, and then you have the competitive multiplayer, which they, they they've made changes to it, and you know you can't wall run, as I said, but like it is still. Do you feel more limited? I mean, I do. I, I you know, and I only played three matches, you know, so so it's it's early going. But looking yeah. at what they're doing, looking at the choices you have to make when you're building your class, uh, it feels weird. So the one of the big things they did is they took out automatic healing. Uh, healing is now on a button. Uh, so you hit L1 to heal. Are you stationary for uh, that? Or no, it's, it it's like run? a syringe. It's a pretty fast okay. thing. Uh, and then it it's a heal over time. So it it's kind of takes some time. <clears throat> oh, cool. Then how do you get that charge back? Like, uh, it, it... It's on a cooldown. Okay. Uh, do you think that has to do with Battle Royale? Because I was thinking about like, how do you do that with that kind of respawning health? But now that I hear that it's yeah. uh, consumable, mm-hmm. basically. Right. I, yeah, I, I think it could tie into that. But I'll also, I, this seems like a change they would have made in, in terms of just like, hey, what's a tactical thing? What, what's one more tactical choice we can sure. put into this creative class system? I mean, World they War didn't II, necessarily have World War II was, in mind when they... Yeah. 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 Like World War II was kind of going in that direction already, right? The campaign yeah. was, but yeah. uh, in, in terms of just like how you healed and stuff like that, but the multiplayer was still well, the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so the then the tactical choice you have there is not only when do I back off and heal, but also when I'm building my class, there is now an item you can take that is fast heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is That makes it so that heal is faster and instant and you can do it while shooting. So if you choose to do that instead of body armor or something like that, um, hey, guns still up, guys. Guns yeah. still up. Uh, and, and so that's a tactical choice you can make. I look at that and go like, okay, I, like, it, 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 like I said, you know, in terms of just like every few years you flip-flop your choices, this right. seems like a – like, okay, yeah, it's a change. I don't know that it's like a necessarily meaningful change except that now you've got a button devoted to healing. So instead of having two types of throwables – you only have one button for it's either going to be grenades or a grappling hook or, or, or grenades or your, your class ability. So if you choose to have the grappling hook, you won't have any throwable things at all, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, or are you going to, you know, like, like what directions are you going to go in on, on that front? And that feels limiting. Uh, just, you know, just top of top of the head, just kind of having played the game for 40 minutes or so, like those choices and, and going through the menus and seeing what choices you would have to make about what you put in each slot for your pick 10 system and all that stuff. I came away from it going like this. This feels like I'm less capable, not more, hmm. uh, especially if you end up with a character that is not your main because it has a hero limit now. Uh, it didn't hmm. have one in Black Ops 3. You could all be the same dude if you wanted to. But oh, now, what? Yeah. Uh, now be. it's like, oh, if if I'm if I only want to play with the grappling hook, I need to be fast because someone else is going to pick the dude with the grappling hook. And you're, you're leveling these characters. I, I don't know. Oh, no, you're okay. you're leveling a, a profile and and, and okay. unlocking the guns around it. So it's you pick a character, but you also have built your classes. 
Uh, the class is sort of an overarching. The class is like, what gun do you have? What do you? What perks do you have? And that applies to whatever hero. Whatever you hero pick. you you, whatever you okay. pick. But that means you're you're building classes where you're like, yes, I want to take the class ability. The, yeah, the, you're yes, optimizing yes, I want the, for the character, character ability. And so you can have multiple slots of of your classes. So it's like, if I get the grappling hook, dude, I pick this one. Yeah. If I don't, I pick the one with the grenade because. Yeah. Um, and and so th- that's. I think that makes sense for Overwatch. I think Hero Limits mm-hmm. makes sense for a lot of kind of, you know, games that are about teams and communication and all that like other stuff. Like objective-based stuff specifically. Yeah. But for a game where it's like, I'm just going to load in and shoot some fuckers, um, that's not, like, I I don't want to, I don't want to, like, get together with a team of players and and friends. And Also, I don't know enough people who care about Call of Duty <laughs> to, ever, to ever do that realistically. I am the one person I know that still is, like, excited to try Call of Duty every year. Um, and so the idea of, like, and, and maybe this won't apply to every mode. So so that that's the caveat there is is I played, like, hard point and and, you know, like, a couple of different modes. And there was very much a hero limit there. Um, so maybe it won't apply across the board. So maybe if you're playing team deathmatch, you can all be the asshole with the grappling hook. I don't know. Um, but from what they showed, it looks like, oh, I need to be fast to pick the character, the one character I'm liking because otherwise I am asked out. It just seems to me that the more barriers you put in your call of duty game, the worse it is, like the worse it's going to be because like you said, it's, it's the quintessential. I want to get in here and shoot some guys game. It's, it's for me. So it, now like, that's a game like, where it's like, oh, I've got, yeah, man, yeah, I can't, I have to start thinking about it. What other character yeah. I want. And at this point, I might as well be playing fucking dwarf fortress, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the slippery slope. Fortress scratches the same edge for me too. I gotta write that book. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely. Like I, I play call of duty in a very detached way in terms of just like, I'm having a good time doing, well at this thing uh and i do pretty okay at it still when i play uh with strangers and just jump in there and shoot some people it's like maybe i'll play for 15 minutes and stop maybe i'll play for an hour and a half and stop but uh it's not something i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make an appointment to play call of duty with people and and this seems like those sorts of choices seem it's more like about team comp and stuff like that and that's just not what i want out of call of duty right um so yeah, we'll see. Like, like I said, uh, you know, maybe just straight up team deathmatch doesn't have the hero limit, which I think actually for me would be enough. That makes sense. That's yeah. fine at that point. Um, How many times you get your uh, hero ability to pop off uh, with the grappling hook? The cooldown on it is pretty fast. Everything okay. else was like painfully slow. Really? Uh, in a way that was like, man, that in whatever. It's it's not balanced. It's they're, sure. they're still going to run a beta for pre-orders. They still got a long way to go before launch. But the the one feeling I had is is in the matches I played, I tried out three or four different heroes. The grappling hook was not instant. There was still a cooldown on it, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was recharging often enough to where I could use it and have a good time with it. Everything else was like, oh, I threw my one special grenade that explodes into other grenades. Damn. And now, you know, it doesn't it doesn't respawn when I respawn. So it it's the cooldown still has to recharge even after I die. And that felt like I wasn't able to just use it as often as I would like. Definitely sounds um, like a change of pace and yeah, compared to previous games. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, a, it seems like it's, that stuff seems more like it's heading in a direction that it, it just doesn't seem feel like it's playing to call of duty's strengths at that point. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like they're trying to make it something that the call of duty just hasn't been. Uh, and I don't know that, I feel like players that want a more tactical experience and stuff like that. There's like, other games. For that. Go play a lot Siege. of options. Go play yeah. Siege. Yeah. You know, it, it, like go all the way with it. Like putting stuff like that into Call of Duty. 
yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it, it doesn't feel like the the right path for it. You feel like they're chasing something? Overwatch. Yeah. It feels like with oh, this, that's right. With I read this. I read that there was like a message from the Overwatch team in this event. Like Kaplan was in the video because there because it, it's it's not coming, you know, but you could have seen oh, this the, coming from right. a mile away. It was but also it, that. The game is not coming to Steam. Yeah. The PC version is it's the BattleNet. Is coming to BattleNet. Whatever they're calling uh, it these days. Oh, it's, sure. it's back to BattleNet. Back to BattleNet, yeah. right. Um <laughs> and yeah, so that they were like and and they were like, hey, you know, there was like, yeah, the Overwatch team was like, we talked a lot with Treyarch when we were building Overwatch because we had a lot of questions about how to make a shooter. And now we're, they're talking <laughs> to us about how to make a PC game. Uh, but then also in mixed in with all of that was like, it, they were very much like very clear that like Beanox is doing the PC port. Hmm. Uh, which, yeah, uh, like I feel like the 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 twin messages of we really care about the PC, you guys. We're going to give it the love it deserves so much so that we've outsourced it to someone yeah. else whose name is traditionally associated with like the bad Spider-Man game and, and some <laughs> of this other stuff. And, and what that's, that's probably unfair to be Knox, but like saying, Hey, we, we're not handling the port ourselves usually doesn't mean you're taking it very seriously. Uh, I, I assume that it'll be fine. Uh, that this, that's, but it was a weird way for them to frame it. Uh, it was, it was it was definitely a strange way for them to frame like their PC version, I guess. And that's already that when you load and launch BattleNet, the icon's already there. You can <laughs> pre-order that game right now. Huh. It's right there below the fold with uh, mm. with Destiny. Like there's definitely the hard line of yeah. like there's the Blizzard games you know and love. We got this other stuff down here. Shrink your window if you don't want to see these non-Blizzard games. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. When's it's, that coming? Uh, October. Yeah. They announced a beta at all for yeah. like pre-orders? Summer or, thing or pre-order yeah, yeah. thing or private beta thing. Private beta for yeah. pre-orders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I, you know, it looks nice. You know, it, it still it still plays like Call of Duty. So, I, did, so I came home and then immediately played the last four Call of Duty games. Okay. Uh, like I went and played some Infinite Warfare and played some Black... First I was like, okay, let's play some Black Ops 3 and just see how different this game is. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is, these are all literally all the same characters or most of the same characters. And, and I'm sure they're not done introducing which characters are going to be in black ops Four. uh, they had like eight of them or something in the build. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, no fire break and battery and ruin. And you know, these popular names, <laughs> all, your, all, your, all your favorite transforms, all your favorite. Yeah. Jazz <laughs> sideswipe. Ironhide will uh, be there. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It, and going back to that, like going back to Black Ops 3, I was like, oh, you know what? This game had some pretty good maps um, and they didn't take advantage of the wall run or the verticality that they added to it. It felt yeah. like they designed the maps and then said, what if you could run on the walls? Uh, because in that game and in Infinite Warfare, which also had it to an even greater degree, uh, you get to the top of those maps because you get good at the wall running and jumping and suddenly it just becomes a bunch of invisible walls. I'm just oh. like, oh, there's a rooftop that I could fully stand on. It's just not going to let me. Huh. Uh, and that I think was the most frustrating thing about infinite warfare's multiplayer specifically is like, they just didn't account for that thing. And it was just a very awkward yeah. situation yeah. where you're like here up here is a ton of stuff that I could clearly fucking stand on. Yep. Uh, but you have walled it off with it and they don't even, you know, it's at least Bionic commando had radiation. <laughs> uh, you know, they just didn't have anything there. Um, and yeah, so like going back and playing those older games or like, I feel like, I have to watch the footage we got of Black Ops 4 again, I guess. But Black Ops 3 felt like a faster-paced game. Mm. This feels like a little bit slowed down. This, it, it, much like modern, uh, much like a World War II kind of took takes just even the, just the movement speed down a notch because you're not a robot man. 
Um, and I think the thing I realized is actually, even if you don't like the wall running and, and, and all that shit, there's something cool about the movement speed being ratcheted up just enough to where like, okay. yeah, we're fucking, we're running around these corners and fucking popping fools. And it, it's like, it, that it's a good feel. Good. And the, the slower feel of this stuff, it feels like a step back in a few ways. So I, I don't know. Uh, you still do the knee slide, which is like the, okay. the, all cru- I need. the crucial, yep. like dumb, awesome part of Black Ops 3 yeah. of just like, Fucking knee guitarist s- knee slide. Yeah, you slide <laughs> while syringing yourself and shooting. I don't know. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I never actually took the fast stim thing because <laughs> I wanted to try the character abilities. Uh, I think that was the same slot. Maybe it's not. I forget. Oh, I, but the the video I shot actually has all the menus in it too. So if we end up doing something with it, it'll it'll probably be a good look at like, hey, here's how the character class stuff is built. Uh, because we had a lot of time between matches for me to look at the yeah. menus. Oh, the other thing is they moved to a Destiny style move a circle around the map mouse like fake cursor <laughs> All right. thing. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. Which seems super yeah. needless. I, I hate I, that. I when they, when it, when Destiny first came out, I was like, this seems kind of cool. It's like if it's like a mouse in your console game. And <laughs> since then, I feel like every other Just one that's tried to do it is like, right, up or down. why are we doing this? <laughs> It just, I like, how is it? just seems like a bad user experience thing. Like, how, I feel like someone should have swooped in by this point and be like, there's a more efficient way to do this shit. Uh, but eh, I don't know. Call of Duty. Yeah. There'll be much more to learn in the coming months. Eh, or not. <laughs> we'll see that mode at some point. We're going to have yeah. circle cursors. No. Just <laughs> <laughs> wait till next year. Yeah. Are we going to have a single player campaign? Yeah. No! Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Depends on the R&D. We're still figuring that out. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and hear a little bit more about that LA trip. <laughs> Jeff, I understand there is one other game from Los Angeles you can talk about? Yeah, one or two, really. Uh, most of it's stuff we'll talk about as we get way closer to E3. Soul Calibur uh, 6. We'll talk about it closer to E3. Yes. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Rage 2? What is that? No, no, no. No Rage 2. Um, so yeah, so I played Dreams. Oh? Yeah. Did you like, play it? That's Did a game? You experience. Right. I guess I played it because there okay. were because oh, people had made video games. I did both uh, <laughs> because Dreams is, is a pretty open-ended thing. This is the uh, media molecule. Yeah. Okay. And, and so the, the questions I had, and I hadn't seen the game in, in kind of a while. So I think this was, this was stuff that they had shown at GDC, but this was like, okay, now you can play it. Nice. Um, type stuff. And so I hadn't really been too clear on how they were going to fit it all together. turns out, yes, it's just going to fit together like little big planet did where you're okay. going to have a central right. area and go off into worlds and, you know, be able to find other players stuff and, and and so on and so forth. The tagging Invade system. everybody's minds. What is it though? I don't want like, you in the guys sense, seeing my dreams. In the sense that Little Big Planet was a yeah. platformer. What is this? It's it's way more than a platformer. Okay. Uh, it, it's a it's a really blown out set of level editing tools that you will recognize if you spent time <laughs> in Little Big Planet. But also they seem better and more easy, easier to understand uh, and and smarter than some of the stuff in Little Big Planet. Okay, was. but it's still mainly an action game. Like that's yeah, basically they, how you interact well, with the creations. 
No, because or, you could make a slow. You could make an animation with zero interactivity. I mean, like, this thing has just been very amorphous since right. it was announced. Like, and and hard, I think it's hard to like a, a dream. It's yeah. hard to like get a read on. What but also, I, I think tangibly, it is. That's exactly what it is. It yeah. is this amorphous thing okay. where you can you can really kind of you know whatever you bring to it. Uh, they are going to craft gameplay and and have a story much like little big planet had a campaign how this, do i win this will have a thing you can play and okay. you will unlock stuff along the way that you could then use in your creations if you so desire okay. um and so it'll be like oh well here's a character you can bring in and you know uh, and and do all the sorts of stuff with um so they showed a, a handful of different things and it, it ranged from just like here's a like a pretty decent little arcadey dog fighting game in space with very spaceship looking ass spaceships to then like here's a like a residence looking running eyeball that is just running away from the camera and you're naked and, and you're and, late for school yeah it's third uh, grade. and and it's really about just this mood piece this weird atmospheric thing mm. Uh, they, they had a little multiplayer game where you are hammers with feet running around and jumping Whoa. and you hit the ground. And, and so you're running on top of a puzzle. And when you hit the ground, puzzle pieces get oh, knocked cool. out in a line and you're trying to make the other player fall. Huh. Uh, and, and the controls feel really tight in a way that little big planet that never fucking did. It's going to be a question. Um, okay, good. And it sounds like you will have, and I didn't see this, but I, but I did ask kind of like, you know, how much control do you have over like how a character jumps? Like how is, how yeah. tight is the feel? All hmm. this other stuff. And was told you will have control over really? that stuff. That's so, really cool. So it, then it becomes like, okay, well, could I actually make, and this is, again, the most uncreative fucking thing, but like, could I make Mario? Could I make it jump like Mario? Could <clears> I make like, it like dial in the movements? Yeah, exactly. Like Not to say that I want to necessarily go make Mario stuff. But like, can you dial it in? And we'll yeah, make one exactly. for you. Yeah, um, problem solved. But like, how close can you get to that style of platformer this, this where kinda, it's about feel? Yeah, this sounds to me like remember like a year after the first Little Big Planet came out, people yeah. started making non-platformer things with yes. it. It's like, oh, somebody made Calculator. Geometry Wars yeah. in, in Little Big Planet. It sounds like they leaned into that of like it's not one genre; it's a more generalized set of creation exactly. tools. Yes, like make the game in your head. Exactly. That sounds okay. All right, that's a, that's, a, that's a good direction. Did, for did that. you have hands on with the creation tools? Yeah. Do you it's, see the menus? So it's. And, um, were you using uh, a dual shock or I was using controllers? a dual shock, but it is still motion. Huh. And you, apparently you still can use the move controllers. Yes, yes, and apparently that's can. actually like the way is the sculpting stuff still in there. Like they, I think that was like the first tech they ever yeah, showed off. Of that thing I, I, was like sculpting. It looks move. like it is. I didn't actually do okay. any sculpting, but, but it does look like that stuff mm. is still intact. Um, just looking at the worlds and seeing like, Oh, this looks like it was a sculpted thing. Um, so yeah, it, like it, you know, it is a very much like cursor-driven experience in terms of just like okay, I need to grab this platform and I'm recording motion for this platform that I can then play back to make a moving platform. Cool. So it became like you know you, you're grabbing it with R2 and I assume you just use the trigger with a move controller and then moving it back and forth and then you can ping pong the animation if you don't want to drag it back and it'll do it for you. Cool. Uh, so it has a lot of that sort of stuff. It has like audio recording tools with like a piano roll. You can record digital audio, so if you want to narrate your stuff, you can. And all that stuff can be shared, <laughs> oh, which great. then sounds like a fucking moderation nightmare. Yep. Mm. See, these dreams, they can be nightmares. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the idea is also like, what if you created a thing and allowed it to be remixed, you know, so people can take your creation and put it into their stuff. It creates an opportunity for like, maybe you just want to be the person who's uploading music to the game that then other people can use. Mm. Or, yeah, can or you create like, 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 just 
design can you make make a spaceship and say hey yep. this is my really cool spaceship i'm gonna put it on the yeah so this is Here's a tile called. set for you basically yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and and that stuff works similarly or it, it maybe it can work multiple ways i don't know but like the way i envision it working based on what i saw was in little big planet you would have user created levels where you would find and unlock things right uh, stickers yeah yeah and, stickers yeah. and stuff like that and this has that too so you could create an entity like let's say you make a spaceship or whatever and then at the end of the level, maybe you shoot this thing and the spaceship bubble pops out. And now you have that spaceship in your inventory huh. and you can stamp it into levels all you want. That's really cool. Uh, assuming the creator allows it to be remixed and blah, yes. blah, blah, and, and all that sort of stuff. So the, you know, they have kind of tighter controls for like who, you know, how people use your stuff. This level's just an asset flip. Yeah. Asset flips for days yeah. if you want. But yeah, I, I came away from it feeling really, really great about it. It's uh, that's great. It's really cool. Uh, you know, and, and it, it's really cool in the way that like I felt when I first saw like the potential of Little Big Planet and and started seeing what users were creating after that game had come out and and when people started going off the reservation a little bit and being like, yeah. okay, this isn't just a platformer. This is like we're we're leaning into all this other weird shit. This seems like it starts with weird shit, uh, hmm. and and feels way more capable. Uh than than little big planet was so for something that like was a weird announcement and feels like it has taken forever to shape up and yeah. come to fruition and I, stuff like that I mean, like, like the way like sony handles like their sort of like internal or even second party mm-hmm. studios like they're incredibly you'd be surprised how hands-off they are with naughty dog mm-hmm. mini molecule yeah. uh sony santa monica like a lot of these studios are essentially allowed to sort of like dictate a lot of their own terms and just kind of like work on shit for a long time and that's, basi- and that's basically what, what I've, dreams I've, has I've heard been. different things over the years depending on which studio you happen yes. to be in how much rope you actually yes. get uh where it starts some, with naughty dog and then it changes based <laughs> on the studio i feel like it was more like if you're in japan take all the time you need yeah and then if you're naughty dog you can do that too anyone else <laughs> submit your request yeah make yeah. your case state your case uh but and, I mean, a, a little i've heard about like yeah this project was like they did kind of allow them to sort of just like figure out like there yeah. was a long time where they didn't know what it was totally and and either. this this demo made me feel like they have figured it out uh and and that they're shipping something that will be a, it'll be a usable tool uh the creation tools always looked like this is fucking lunacy like how are they going to get this to work with the console like okay no this is this is like maybe you could do more if you had a mouse and keyboard in front of you or do some things a little bit faster if you just had that at your disposal, but, or if the tools were a little more abstracted instead of creating in world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all feels very doable. Like coming away from it, I, I felt like I had a basic understanding of just like, oh, here's how I would create things in that. Like getting AI logic and, and all that stuff down. Like I didn't see that any of that in action. I don't know. But what I did see left me feeling confident that like, okay, I could do this. I want to really get into dreams. This sounds really cool. Like, yeah. If if I if if you have the time. Yeah. Ultimately, that's the thing. You have to. It, it's like learning a whole slew of systems just to right. be able to produce one little thing that's playable. Yeah. And and it sounds like that they're you know and this sounded far fetched to me when they said it, but uh, when I was taking the demo, there was also an element of like maybe someone creates something really incredible with this thing and we publish it. Huh. You know, maybe we put this out for sale separately. Maybe we maybe we get into you, that you business. Could, you could see like 18 months later, like we're introducing a paid sort of system yeah. for creators. Like creators club sort of. Yeah. yeah right. Like if it, yeah, if, if that stuff really takes off, maybe there's something there. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder if uh, I spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos of Little Big Planet. 
Yeah. And I didn't like playing the game. Yeah. I admired a lot of what they were doing. I wonder if Dreams ends up being a similar situation. Like I'm, I'm just genuinely curious how much I'm going to enjoy playing it because I'm not someone that's going to create anything. So everything right, like yeah. my interactions with with this game are going to be strictly based on what other people that's, do. I didn't like playing Little Big Planet. I ended up watching YouTube videos of like they built a calculator. Well, and it's that, like that's, that's cool. That's but, how like, these games always go. There, there's right. always a small subset that is the creator class, yeah, and right. then everybody else is a consumer of what. Right, those, but Little Big Planet was not fun to play. Yeah, and sure, so like that's sure. the thing. I'm, what I'm curious about. This is like how much of my well and it's fine if like that's all its own little thing but i also would like to play like i wanted to enjoy a little bit of planet yeah. i just could not get over the i, I definitely i i you know like i said you have you have some amount of physics control and people are making space shooters and stuff like that that feel pretty good right um and and some of that, that stuff feels like it's tweakable enough to where I think there will be things in there that are fun to play you won't always be hamstrung by like well this still controls like sackboy uh, right. You know, at the end of the day, it still controls like that. And that means I can only take this so far. That's the stuff they've also added here is like, oh, maybe this fucking fox can jump better. I wonder how specific that gets, right? Like, as you, if you're talking about like physics calculations, yeah, it's, like, not, it's, it's, not, it's not just floaty, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like the acceleration, like right. leading up to like, like one of the tricks of Mario is like the way they like kind of fudge things when you like actually yeah. like hit the ground where you should fail, but like they allow you to succeed. And yeah. it's like, I wonder how great, like there's probably, I wonder if it's just, like subclass A, but like, is there like a whole layer beneath that that's right. like, hey, you really want to fuck with this? Right. Like, you yeah, can. It, it seemed like, uh, you know, like I mostly did it with the music tools and some of the like, you know, change color of a thing and platform stuff. And it seems like a series of a bunch of sliders and, mm. and recording actions and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I hope it goes all the way. Right. Uh, because I, I just want to see what people are going to make with it. And do, I, I want to make some dumb little shit, but I'm probably not going to have the patience to go all the way. Did they show off any sort of tutorializing stuff? No, but that sounds like what the the campaign may also serve as, is like, hey, you're going to unlock stuff along the way. But they did say that there would be a lot of tutorial <laughs> stuff in there. Because what's really interesting it. to me that yeah. with that is like, <clears throat> how do you you know, show that this thing works this way, but you can also use this thing right. and, and this, like it seems that there's so many intricacies. If you're talking about like being able to manipulate the physics of how things right. interact, like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. And, and little big planet had decent tutorials for what it was trying to do. But I feel like at that upper tier of like, no, I'm going to take this all the way. Like you had to, you had to find that out on your own or, or really dig in. It seems like they would get a lot back from really supporting the community aspect of this game. Not mm-hmm. only like, you know, making sharing levels and downloading levels easy, but, you know, like let's say there's people out there who are really good at the creator, like getting them to somehow focusing, that is, showing uh, off their tutorials and, and just... Well, I, I don't know. The, so it sounds like they're going to like get other studios and like, hey, mm. make some stuff with our tools. What yeah. are you going to come up with? You know, so it's it sounds like that they are... They are. Do, it sounds like they're doing the right thing That's with good. a lot of this stuff to to kind of set the stage for what you're talking about. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. But but I definitely came away from it going like like it becoming. Uh, I, would, I am a believer in dreams. Uh, like it. it <gasps> yeah, it's fun. Uh, That's fun to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's really fucking neat. Uh, cool. and, and we'll we'll see how it shapes up. Whit- cool. Whitney Houston's chart topping 1989 single. That's the one. Um, in 2018, we could all just. Yeah, try to believe in dreams. Yeah. dreams. Yeah. Our reality is not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, make our dreams a new reality. <laughs> if you believe it, you can. And then I saw some days gone. Build it. Uh, which hey, uh, what about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that game looked bad last year. Yeah, it's still does. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look great. Like one of the worst D three demos I've ever seen. Why are you showing this game? You know, it's um, 
So the, the, I like zombies. The, the event was set up in a way that there were not a ton of kiosks. So even getting a dreams demo, which, you know, is a lengthy demo because of how much they had to show, uh, took a lot of time. They had some other games there that we're not talking about just yet that we'll talk about next week. Um, so I spent my time with those and with dreams. And every time I walked past the days gone kiosks, they were full and never really got on them. Uh, so I spent some time looking at it, which is, you know, not the most informed. But every time I looked at it, it sure looked like a guy crawling in and out of a dumpster uh, and not much else. Uh, and talking to some other people that did, you know, take the, the that did just wait it out and, and, and play. I did not hear a lot of positive things about Days Gone. Yeah, I've heard that game more ambitious than the resources they have to mm. pull off. Like, I don't know what the final product will be, but like that has been the story of that game's production has been like, we want to do this. And it's just like, not, it must be weird to have Sony Ben. They still, they yeah, call it Sony yeah, Ben so, still. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's must be really strange to, and, and you know, they're different types of games. Sure. But like trying to market that game when you've got last of us to, what if I told also, you that was a political struggle within Sony? Uh, you know, of course it is. You know, like, wait, wait, political struggles at Sony? Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, one's on stage and one's not. <clears throat> who, could, yeah. who could say? Hmm. Huh. Huh. I mean, the, uh, the last time. Hmm. But also, but also, I don't know that I would put both those games on a stage either because... One looks a lot. Mm. Well, yeah, one looks a lot better, but also like I, I just think like having two games that yeah. you can write off as zombie games like, at the, the same last time, time is a really yeah. awkward way to go. The last time they debuted a trailer for Last of Us Two, which I think was Paris Games Week, like yeah. you, you got deep into that trailer not knowing which game it was. Like it was not yeah. abundantly clear until a title appeared on screen yeah. which game that was a trailer for. Days Gone, I feel like it's a lot more upfront about like, hey, here's our kind of openish world zombie yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's a little more biker themed, apparently. From yeah, what I can tell. yeah. Dumpster themed. Uh, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> literally, of. Literally, I walked past that game multiple times <laughs> and it was a character crawling in and out of a dumpster. <laughs> it's just an it's integral like, part of the plot that they well, have. You, you to can hide in the dumpster, and I think there are also items in the dumpster. So Old it's, Apple a, core, it's a multifunction dumpster. Can. Speaking of dumpster diving for zombies, uh-huh. uh, Patrick, according to my Xbox friends list, you yeah. can play some stage of decay too i played, I played like four or five hours i okay. don't know if i like that game really or not. i can't i cannot stop playing it has um, anybody else played it here it's mm. just it's only out for everybody today right if, if you paid them fifty dollars you could have started playing it last friday which continues to be <laughs> is that how, is that how they're gonna like undercut their own game pass thing is by selling everything early to yeah. get a few days yeah. early huh, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you you also get the two dlcs which are not out yet for that extra twenty dollars, okay. it's yeah. not just and like a couple of, uh, I think maybe a couple of extra custom like, rucksack, yes, yeah, custom some bonus items or whatever. How many but, dumpsters have you seen yeah. in State of Decay? And can you crawl inside of them? Uh, no. I've got a new gold standard for <laughs> what I want to do. No, you just kind of walk yeah. up and hold the Y button for five to ten seconds, and then maybe hold the RB button maybe, and accidentally make a noise, maybe and, make some noise, yeah, and bring zombies running. Yeah, but uh, the point I'm at in that game was I, I like a lot. Like on paper, I really like a lot of what State of Decay is doing. Um, it doesn't do, and the sequel's not particularly better at this than the original was. Uh, I don't think it onboards you particularly well I into. I think it's better. I don't think it's perfect. Yeah, I, I guess at the four or five hours I'm in, I just I don't know if I'm doing anything right, mm. which is at, at the same time the central tension of that game is yeah. like resource management and like things going poorly and always feeling like you're on a knife's edge. I just. I, st- I just don't feel like I have a good grasp of like what I'm supposed to or what I there, should there be are doing st- and endless little tiny UI things I wish were better that yeah. explain stuff like yeah I'm I'm 
I've probably put 15 to 20 hours into that thing right. and I still am like 80% of the way to knowing yeah. if I'm doing well or not. Like if there are no numbers in the red, I assume I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it was one uh, of those games that like uh, one of the, like a curse of playing it early is like I, I wanted one of those articles that's like the 10 things you should like know I wish I knew about It's like I actually yeah. want to know those 10 yeah. things because it's such an idiosyncratic game it's I mean, such a it's there such are a just sh- basic problems like if, if every slot in your base is occupied you can't see what the build tree is unless you were to destroy one of those facilities and then you could see everything you could right build. so you can't make future plans really unless you go find a wiki or something like huh. that. like a bunch of stuff like that yeah um i i think the reason i am so into just playing that thing endlessly is the way that it punishes perfectionism like you are constantly chasing like sustainability in your base right it's like Okay, I want to be producing more food than I'm consuming every day, and I want to offset these. You know what? You know there are mm-hmm. always drags on your upkeep, but you can never get there. And like you never have ninety nine percent of games are all about like we want to make you feel fucking good. Yeah, totally. And like totally. this game is like ah, we're, is, gonna, we're gonna kick the table even, out. <laughs> like, even when you table. think you're doing well, like shit goes wrong out of nowhere, and you're constant. There's constantly more to do. There's constantly more to. Yeah, if it's not your, and, if it's not your base. It's because you went on a run against uh, what do they call them? The blood, the, uh, uh, the just the hearts, plague zombies. Oh, the, the plague hearts. Yeah. Yeah, and like one of your one of your characters got bit, and you right. now you have like what three in game hours to like try and figure out if you want to just let them die. The more they get hit by those zombies, the more the timer goes down. So I've come out of those situations with somebody with like less than an hour to go before they become <laughs> a zombie, and I don't have enough meds to cure them right off the bat. So, so they can be cured. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you, there's like two options. You can uh, like stave it off. Like you can yeah, like you can basically put them on ice in your infirmary, uh, where and then they hope you can get enough stuff. As long as they're in there, that timer is paused. But you're consuming your meds, which is one of your basic resources, until you can get the stuff to cure them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's constant drags on numbers in that game. Like stuff is constantly. So you're going saying down. the numbers go down? Yeah. But here's the cool uh, thing uh, that I've discovered: going up, man. <laughs> when the numbers go down, you can always push them back up. Oh. It never stops giving you the chance to push the numbers up. There's something to be said about numbers going down, you know, at a certain point. <laughs> Agreed. Once the numbers go up, it's like... We're, we're, There's nowhere else to go. Millions and the yeah. billions doesn't mean anything yeah. Let anymore. me tell you about pinball. <laughs> <laughs> if I had millions of food in my base, I would just stop. It, yeah, just be meaningless. Yeah. But once they start to go down, let me tell you about you really cheat appreciate engine. appreciate the numbers going up. <laughs> oh, man, cheat engine would break this game like, I, like no other game. Because that's the whole loop. Yeah. Uh, I had I had a good early moment, and it was still sort of in the tutorialization part where, like, they're, you know, you, 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 when you're out on the map, you know, it's like, hey, like, there's this thing you can go interact with. Like, go see what those people are up to. And, like, you're spending a lot of time dealing with zombies, but this was, like, a, specifically a house they were pitching to me as, like, oh, like, go see what these people are doing. And as soon as I roll up to the house, they just have shotguns that are just fucking firing yeah. at me. Yeah. And then the game is, like... Like in the corner, it's like choose how you want to deal with this, which is either like slaughter them or run away. And so like I didn't know what to do, so I ran away. But then I filed in my head, I'm going to go back there and slaughter those people later. <laughs> yeah, like quietly. The, the other humans you run into can go from friendly to neutral to hostile, and those relationships turn on a dime. Like one wrong dialogue choice can turn people hostile. Is or there ever even... a way to make anyone unhostile? Uh, no, because yes. I've, kill, I've killed everyone who was hostile. <laughs> That's how you do it. The second that I had the chance, because then I could take their stuff. You can't okay. be hostile if you're six feet underground. Like, like you can exploit the mechanics so like you could have one follower from your community i think i talked about this last week but if you run into an ambient survivor and take on their quest they will also become your survivor your followers and then you can have two so what you do is go agree to help somebody but then instead actually just drag them around to half a dozen of the objectives (laughs) you have we'll get there um so i did that with a lady who had like a not a story quest but it was a high level like faction quest with this like group of gun runners that i wanted to be friends with and i was bringing her around doing stuff and i ran into another person who wanted help and I was like, well, I'll pop off this guy's thing real fast and then get back to her thing. 
The second I agreed to help this other guy, she turned hostile. She was just like, you're going to fucking regret betraying me. Also, <laughs> the game is like foul mouth as hell. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But she's just like, you're going to regret this and immediately just starts opening up on me with a shotgun. And then so we killed her wow. and then she turned into a zombie. And then I was immediately hostile with that faction of gun runners. And I was like, well, oh, no. I wanted to be friends with them, but they hate huh. me. So I guess I'm just going to go kill them and take all their stuff now. <laughs> like it's it's dynamic in that way and a really, really fun, like unpredictable way. Can you think of any games that like do that stuff in a logical way i and there's got to be some but i, I get I, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and someone turns on you like that and you kill them how's the rest of the faction gonna fucking know yeah i just eh, you sure. could make up a billion different stories there's so much shit yeah. going wrong you're like man she turned yeah totally see look at the zombie mm. corpse i took a picture of it she turned and i had to do <laughs> maybe, it maybe maybe she left the radio on the whole time okay yeah yeah but <laughs> you and, never know. And, and, like whatever logic like, logic in video game, games is, is like a yeah totally errand but like the, the i mean the game runs on a machine logic but yeah. you can you can extract like little stories out of it you know just mm-hmm. the dumb quips that the characters make and stuff like that you can assign personalities to them like oh this interaction happened because of algorithms but in my head right this person thought this and this is why they hate each other and it's fun for that type of stuff. Yeah, and part of the reason I, I want to kind of push ahead against it in the game, and like I feel like there's just like a mountain I got to get over, and then it'll start to yeah. click. You'll, and, you'll all, get there. and also because it runs counter to the way I play a lot of those. Like I play a lot of horror games, and a lot of like you know quintessentially like play any Resident Evil or any of those types of games. I get to the end of the game, and I've got like six fucking rocks, rucksacks full of rocket launchers and health things, and I've never used any of it because I'm like, oh, at some point it'll make sense to use all this <laughs> stuff, and there just never is. Yeah. And then I've got a whole warehouse full of stuff. And Save Decay is like explicitly built to like push back on that type of player like you're just never going to get to a point where you just have too many resources and everything's fine and like it's specifically meant to like undermine the way i usually play these types of games and so i think part of the reason i even tell myself like maybe i'm not enjoying it is because it's actually pushing back on the thing that like i've done in all these types (laughs) of games because every game lets you do that Mm -hmm. and save decay is explicitly designed to not let you that's that's what i find more satisfying about it is that you can never get to that point right like i i just took the biggest base on my starting map and i was like fuck i got like five extra slots that i didn't have before but what i didn't realize is that most of them are not outdoors anymore Mm. so i can't have stuff like the still that i had in my old base or like i can't build a solar collector or whatever oh interesting because indoor outdoor is a thing you know and it's like oh i thought this base was better but here's a way they actually pulled the rug out from under my like resource production model that i had going like you're always guessing you're always like trying to figure out ways to optimize that you didn't have before how much of that is because it's your first time through it like it it seems like you know you Um, talk about never getting there but i suspect that by the time you know by the time this podcast is over this game will have been out officially long enough to where someone has gotten there they're like whatever it's uh, easy it's, it's also situational. Okay. Like you never and know then, what base. Yeah, like there's three different maps, each yeah. with any number of bases. So like that specifically would require just tons of hours. Yeah, of yeah. yeah, yeah. it's never going to be exactly the same. I mean, you always see. In fact, that's one of the game's strengths is like they've got the green and red text that makes it very obvious. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, you can't build the solar array because you don't have knowledge of electronics or whatever, like skill. Right. You always see what you need. It's just the game never. The game is always giving you like, like minus one of what you need to do a thing. So it's like, okay, I don't have enough slots in my base for this, but I have the person who could build it, or yeah. I don't have the person who could build it, but I have a slot. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can never just get there 
as soon as you know what to do, it's always like scrounging. It's always making the best of a bad situation, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and is, what, is what that game is. One of the things I saw uh, uh, someone remark earlier is like one of the things that's interesting about the game is that like when you think about the like the hypothetical of like oh I would be terrible in the apocalypse, like I don't have any actual like practical skills to survive. And I think one of the things that State of Decay two, I don't know for the original, I didn't play that many that much time with it, but it like there there was one character that I saw on Twitter. that was like what they did in real life. There was a cosplayer, and it's like well how would they be useful in the apocalypse? Well they're good at like crafting and like so they like the kind of characters that get like randomly rolled by the game's character generator end up like being these interesting scenarios where some of the characters that wouldn't have like just because they can't fire a gun necessarily or they haven't you know built up the experience they're like they're still like a they can be practically useful in your base and that's like kind of a cool diversity for like the kinds of characters that usually are in sort of zombie fiction they they do a really good job cop yeah, uh, army guy. Right, and those those they're there, but like there there are other useful uh, sort of like people in this scenario. They do a great job of tying the character traits, like just the authored character traits, to like changes to mechanics. It's like I just picked up a lady who was a guidance counselor, and and she's got like <laughs> it's like it's like plus ten to conflict mediation mm-hmm. in your base because otherwise, like people will get in fights when their morale is low, but she helps with that. You know, it's like. Right really cool A to B from like, oh, this person did this before and here's how it affects your base. That dude who played a lot of Ultimate Frisbee. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> athletics. Yep. Also like the writing around a lot of those traits and the yeah. item, item descriptions, like the writing has got a really good personality to it. It's got like really good dark Seems humor. Like yeah, and it, I remember reading a bunch of the reviews. Like, it's a janky game. Like, it yes. has a bunch of glitches. But I mean, it, like, it, has, I, it has a stuck command. It has literally, it has one of your radio oh, commands wow. is like, like, call this in and wait 10 seconds and we'll warp you back a, and a I, few seconds. I like that because it shows sort of an ambition in the game design that we're just going to try and... The game is going to break yeah. because of the kind of game we're building. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't blame, like, I think, like, you know, for reviewers and other people, like, critically evaluating the game. Like, I think it's fair to point out the game has got tons of glitches and, and problems and stuff like that. But I also, like appreciate the audacity of a game to be like it's kind of fucking broken it's ambitious and like, as hell if, it's, it's well, yeah. and just also like we live in an age in which like polish like is like takes the sheen like uh, the rough edges off games <laughs> in a way that like is actually kind of frustrating and so like i'm totally okay with a game being sort of broken and people holding that against it is fine whatever but like i'd rather have like a dozen like broken games that are trying to do weird shit than like a bunch of polished games that like got rid of that stuff along the way yeah. so actually having a game that says like fuck we got a it's broke button like it's just kind of yeah. both funny and also an admission that like says something about the developers and like the kind of game they're building in a way that I find like very charming um, even if the game like the ways the game breaks are also sometimes like yeah they can be frustrating and maybe they'll like fuck up a quest you're on but I don't know that it also feels thematically in line with yeah. like the game in a, in a weird way totally. and maybe that's me just rationalizing it away yeah. but uh, I don't know I, I think that's that's interesting and also like kudos to Microsoft for like letting them <laughs> put in like an it's stuck button yeah. um, <laughs> I think that, it's just that stuff ends up like a lot of that ends up being dictated by personal experience though too it, like if you manage to get through and you don't lose a ton of progress and like you see the fun bugs right i could see you going like oh yeah but if you hit a string of just like well i lost this i lost this i lost this it saves constantly so every time i've had a problem because i have had to quit and restart it a couple times like yeah. i had the entire ui disappear at one point cool what? couldn't access my inventory Photo mode. you found it <laughs> um it's, it's, it's been pretty few and far between but like i've never lost more than like 30 seconds of progress okay. like it always saves every time you pick up resources and drop stuff off i was gonna say that's the sort of stuff if, if it suddenly is just like i lost an hour no, or, no, no, or no. like i worked on this thing for an hour and then it broke at the end and these characters died fuck like fuck me i guess uh, if, you like, were to, if you were to lose the, like a high level character that would be really shitty but i haven't yeah. seen anything nearly that bad because that seems like the sort of stuff that that then crosses that line of just like now the game is no longer respecting my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I think, I think there's like a very like 
specific difference between like yeah. the two things I'm sort of like calling to. Like, yeah, that's just that's that ruins the, also, the fun I'm, of the game. At this point, I'm kind of wishing a couple of my people would bite it because I don't have the food to keep up. I have like 10 people. Can you people. just shoot them? Can't you just, uh, yeah, you, you can, can exit, you can exit there, there's no friendly fire. So if they're ah. friendly or not hostile, you can't harm them, but you can exile them. And I don't know what <laughs> will happen if I do that. Huh. I was like say, a whole cutscene in a ceremony, I'm like thinking about a, it. Here's a rucksack and a, and a somebody, that, somebody tweeted at me that they actually take up residence near your base somewhere. Oh, so I, I wonder, wonder if they if, turn hostile. I wonder if they become your enemy. Every time you drive by, because I actually don't have enough food to feed all the people I have right now. Honestly, the thing that was the biggest bummer that was like kind of the only standout bummer from watching you play was the fact that when you rode up on another uh faction uh, you couldn't just wipe them out you couldn't just like try and take them out and steal their shit like you can't shoot npcs you yeah, can't unless they're for, for the game for a oh. game that's all about like you have to survive at any mm. cost and it's just like about the grim reality of a zombie apocalypse like and you have characters that have traits that are warlord. Yeah. Like yeah. that was let's say like I will <laughs> do anything. Warlord like, is one of the archetypes. What, what, what did you do before the uh, zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I was a warlord. <laughs> well, you were saying like most of the warlord guys were like business. Like you had a you had a yeah, warlord like, guy who was I've like got, an executive. Oh god, <laughs> just modern warlords are the worst. And I we just need to execute them in the street. Is that what you're saying? I, I just recruited this demure lady that's very unassuming, but she is the warlord archetype. So, but I I, I would have liked this game to have that like really put the morality in your hands. Yeah. Of like, are you willing to make some really adapt bad to calls? like every choice that you I, have I will, to make? I will yeah. say like there are uh, there are enough routes through dialogue or even just inaction to turn people hostile okay. that you can kind of achieve that like. People will turn hostile on you just because you did not answer their call for help. Like people who you were friendly with, like the relationship will tick back down the hostile if you just start ignoring their calls. Or you can give answers when people ask for help. You're like, no, fuck off. And then they get pissed. Like there are there are routes to that. Sure. Basically. But you can't like raid their you, camp. Uh, no, not. It not seems exactly. like, you should, yeah, like stealth your way in and murder everyone in their yeah. sleep and take their or shit. Or like put like like zombie bait around or something. Like, I, I would have liked a way to kind of deal with NPCs. Is there a, is there a zombie bait? Can you bring zombies to an area? Yeah, bet, all, yeah that, seems like, that seems like that seems like it would actually be a yeah. good way to clear out a base is just sick. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I thought of this. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see where they go from here because State of Decay 2 was originally supposed to be like an MMO sort of thing. That's right. After um, the first, because the first one blew up, it was a huge yeah. success. Yeah, and, and then they said, said like, fuck like, yeah, the next one we're going balls out and we're yeah. making an MMO. And you can so sort of imagine. So they're on that torchlight track. <laughs> yeah, it's very torchlight. Uh, so you can imagine that like those sorts of scenarios probably like had crossed their mind and would make a lot of sense for like a like big like multiplayer centric. Yeah, like a raid and, or something. Yeah, yeah, and like I'd be, you know, I don't know if that's within a doing like with a third one. I mean Microsoft's backing these games at this point like I, my guess is they will back a third one whatever like route they go but I would my guess would be like that seems like a very logical path for like the future and especially like player on player yeah. interactions like I could see whatever a state of K3 just, being yeah, like a very like a, online a focused. big world a big zombie nightmare world multiple camps of survivors and then you just map like elements of the castle doctrine on top of it <laughs> and just go like here you go man steal each other's shit I guess <laughs> that yeah, man. I just I, every time I play it, I come away from it thinking about all the stuff I wanted to do that I didn't have time for. Like yeah. right now, it's just like, man, I just moved into a barricaded strip mall, which has all these new slots, so I can build a watchtower now, which will consume one ammo a day, but that reduces the zombie threat in terms of them trying to attack my base. Like, right. Just tons of upgrades constantly. Like, there's like five different routes of progression that you're moving on in tandem. 
at all times. And like, still just, just like no way to know, like, what is the optimal route? Yeah, you're never going to get to an optimum way to do things, but you can Man. always inch closer to sustainability. And, like, it's, and so, it, it's so, uh, like, just addictive. It is pretty cool that you showed off uh, on the quick look the restart function, how you can kind of skip the tutorial. Yeah. yeah. You get to, you have, like, a set number of characters. You can just kind of, like, roll through mm. and, and kind of randomly get your yeah, starting you can, cast. You can just hammer like, on a button to generate new characters for a... Um, it seems like they kind of encourage yeah. you, or at least have the possibility for those who want to like play for four or five hours, get a hang of it, restart. Yeah. They, they make that easy. Yeah, you for can do that players. very quickly, and you can also bring high level characters over to new playthroughs. Oh, cool! With, with bonuses that you didn't have the first oh, time. Interesting. So there's yeah. a lot of like routes into replaying different maps and stuff like that. Have you made any uh, like bad investments? Like so, so that are going down this tree. They're very they're good. Like, they're very good about oh, re- refunding. Uh, they refund almost all of the the resources you sink into things. Okay, so you can the biggest investment is time. Like a yeah. lot of the facilities take anywhere from ten to forty minutes to build, unless you get other upgrades to speed that up so mm-hmm. you can lose a lot of time if you built something and that, you had to tear it down but that's good you tend to get all the resources back so you, you can kind of experiment so how does the the multiplayer work uh, i haven't tried it yet but okay. it's i played it at that event a few weeks ago yeah, it's yeah. just it's just drop in drop out like there is a host and everybody that joins is in the host's world right doing the host's missions because they have like when you use like the saved slots in this game are like they call them communities and so it's like you can have multiple communities going if like you have multiple different like instances of your your playthrough is going sure but you jump into an individual's community but there's yeah. also like can you bring back resources yeah you can send own? resources back to your base and, okay. and all your characters level up as you play them in their world okay so, good. but you won't you won't finish your quests or progress like your stuff the, 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 materials. the weird thing is there is there kind of are no story quests to okay. speak of yeah. it's all dynamically generated so it kind of doesn't matter oh, you are tethered um yeah. to, to each other which i that. read as a conceit where they didn't want just people splitting off and taking care of side right, missions and stuff right uh, it seemed to be fairly generous, yeah. though. I, I know a lot of people that are picking it up because of Game Pass, so I'm going to try to sure. play some co-op in the next few days. I'm curious to try it. There's, like, the, the radio function where, like, if you're in trouble, you can just, like, ask for a random player to join yeah, your game. Oh, like a Dark Souls. Um, yeah, you're basically shooting up a like flare. Like an SOS flare. Yeah. yeah. It's totally a Monster Hunter flare, yeah. basically. Just say, like, because right, then, there's another radio option that's, like, respond to help, and it'll join you to somebody's game who's sent up a flare. But presumably, mm-hmm. then, you must earn, the, like, the, the resource points, you know, like, whatever that, I forget what the, what's that, uh, Influence? Uh, influence. Yeah, yeah. Influence is your currency, which I think is... You must get influence for helping people, Yeah, I, I bet guess. you do. Um, I bet you do. Uh, but I think that's kind of interesting. Now that the game is more widely released, like that's probably a thing that people... Uh, there'll be people to join. Yeah, I, I want to try that stuff out. It's a, it's a fascinating game. I am super into it. Yeah, I'm 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 excited they like bankrolled it. Like it's a very uh it's a it's a strange game. And yeah. I'm glad that at least you know the Xbox needs more yes. strange stuff and sure. uh I'm glad it exists. For sure. You feel like they, they kind of made good on a lot of the you know warts that were in the uh the previous yeah, game. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm getting out of this what I wanted out of the first game and okay. could not find. So yeah, I think so. Good. I think it is a much better experience. Uh I hear legend tell of wizards i don't know that's what i got legendary wizards what's up with wizard of legend other than it being the fakest sounding video game name yeah, since <laughs> x of y yeah x, yeah, yeah yeah totally uh yeah i've been playing wizard of legend uh came out last week i should have looked that up yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I like it it's okay it's it's a roguelike and it to me is uh, Jason kind of mentioned this too. It's sort of reaching a, a tipping point almost. On I really love 
everything in this game. It, it has an incredible tutorial. It actually sets up the game really it's well. well written. You're, kind of, yeah. you're walking through a museum, and they're kind of telling you like the story of wizards, and you can try out spells and the stuff. The story of wizards. Yep. Yeah, but like why? Like the like like they're the, the lore. Star, okay. like, like, yeah. They use Arcana. There's five different elements. Here's Ryu. You're going through a museum, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That looks fucked up. I mean, yeah. it's actually, all the all the high okay. points. It's really cool that so you the first thing you get is like a dash, um, and they don't really tell you anything about it. It's like okay, you can just hit X to dash. Yeah. You do a short little like dash, but there's somebody in the lobby doing this really intricate dash pattern, and so I just sat there and watched them do it for a while, and so. There's you figure not a, out the timing to it. Yeah, yeah to there, there's not maximize. a lot of uh, information surfaced about like cool da- like so you get cooldowns basically. Mm-hmm. That's the only information you have is, is kind of how fast these spells come back. Um, but you don't really get a sense for like how often can I spam it or, or you know what's the startup and stuff like that. Other than just feeling it out, so they have this character just zipping around this lobby, and so I started. I, I spent like 15 minutes just being able to match them mm. and like really get the timing yeah. down. So like just how fast I can spam it without, cause if you press it too fast, you will only get one dash. Um, Did you guys play that portion of like hyperlight drifter where you've got to like zip around the room yes. and you've got to time it out. Yeah. It's, it's a lot like that. Yeah. Um, but then the game itself is, yeah, it's, it's got six levels, four bosses, um, kind of randomly there. And there's like the ice world, the fire world and the, forest world earth yeah yeah uh and they kind of randomly cycle through which is neat because like you start out with different element spells and you know fire is going to be good against wood but if you end up with a bunch of fire spells and you're in the like the fire world first won't do as great during that section perhaps but not uh, do as much damage but uh, yeah i like that You, you can assign different powers to you know each of your face buttons essentially each face button has like you know a melee attack uh and then like an element associated with it as well uh, and in each of those, so you, you create like a custom loadout essentially. Yeah, you start out with a normal attack, uh, a movement spell, and a special spell um, that can be like charged when you have full meter. It does something extra, and it's I should say it's like a top down um, plat uh, per- top down perspective action game. Pixely. Pixely, okay. uh, you take in an artifact, uh, which will have random effects, uh, you know, and and you kind of start out in this this hub world where you have two two types of income. One that kind of persists and lets you unlock more abilities to, for your starting loadout. One that lets you buy stuff in game, like in the middle of the dungeons, like mm-hmm. oh, this is going to boost your health, whatever. Like a gems versus gold type thing. So. Kind of a, the the actually really reminds me of Crypt of the Necrodancer. Kind yep. of the layout of the levels. Um, there's like hidden shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. They, they do something nice where like if you find a shopkeeper and then make it to the boss, it'll open up a portal back there, so you can just kind of hop back. Like once you have money or stuff. Th- there's a lot of really little quality of life things that are really cool about the game. I just really wish it was. Designed. <laughs> I, I I totally get why one would... starting turn on roguelikes. I, may, I feel like maybe. that happened for a lot of people uh, two years ago. I, or something, I don't even, I don't play a like, ton of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, so it's saying something. I think that it's you know kind of creeping up on on me as well, especially with playing a ton of Dead Cells you know mm-hmm. as of late. Um, but you know, Ben mentioned that, you know, the beginning the tutorial, I think is really well written. I think it frames the world really, really well, but then they just kind of throw you into, okay, all right, here's your little hub world. Yeah. Uh, just go out and do your runs, you know? Um, like, but my, I, I kind of want to know more about the world. Totally. Well. My, my but favorite, you're not going to get that in like a roguelike kind yeah, of situation. Yeah. My favorite thing from the tutorial is once you progress far enough that you start getting your like big spells, like there's one that's like 
this big fury of, flurry of fireballs. And so they have little dummies you can test it out on. And you just speed up these dummies That's for cool. a while. And you walk around the corner and there's somebody watching you and you talk to them. And they're like, yes, this is what I came in costume for. They're just like a really hyped up cosplayer to like see these wizards do spells and shit. And then like you go through an obstacle course and at the end there's a little tray with like cookies and punch. And there's people like, oh, I, could, I just do the obstacle course for the cookies, honestly. Right. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of little touches of really cute yeah. kind of lore stuff in there but but inside of the levels any you don't of get it any of in that. the levels mm. it's just huh. a, a kind of blank dungeon um i really like the diversity that you can have like in your loadouts you know you can choose different elements they all have different effects i think i read there's something like 150 different spells it's, and it's crazy how, how much items. of that do you get to assign is it just like here's a spell type and then you all assign the element to it or kind of if you've unlocked it so oh, okay. we mentioned like gems and like gold yeah, or whatever yeah. the gems you know you can use to you know uh, permanently unlock those things, ah. uh, and then that's where you go to like your chest or whatever, and you choose your loadout, assign okay. it to different buttons. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my melee or my melee attack, uh, you know, I can assign the wind element to it, so it'll like knock back projectiles or something like that, mm. and it might have a different effect yeah, for yeah. a different element. Um, but I'm finding, cool. yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, the uh, customization's crazy. But I'm finding myself like uh, a like finding a loadout that I like and not changing. Um, and then B, being afraid to buy new relics. Those are kind of passive uh, things, and they'll um, they'll show you a bunch of relics that you can buy before going into you know your run or whatever. But they don't tell you exactly what they do. Yeah, that's a thing. very very finite resource. They I don't, don't tell you what anything does until you buy it. Right. Um, that's very roguish, right? Yeah, yeah it, it is, and. and that's kind of what we're saying. Is yeah, like, it's just getting old. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I put like an hour into Swords of Ditto a few weeks ago. Yeah. And like, as soon as I found out, man. The, well, so I really like Swords of Ditto and then I died. Yeah. And I was Same. like, yeah. oh, uh-huh. well, I died uh-huh. once. I died once and I was like, oh, okay, fine. Sure. That's the loop. But then I went online and read like, A, you have to watch that entire five to 10 minute yeah. interlude every time you die oh, as wow. opposed to skipping it. Like, it takes a while to get back to play. Really? State. I didn't know that. That seems like something they would patch. Uh, maybe. Uh, and then B, I found out that you take next to none of your progress over with you between deaths. And like, leveling that's... means and, nothing. And level is me- yeah. leveling is meaningless because all the enemies level with you. Yep. So, what? like, I stopped uh-huh. playing the game as soon it was, as I It was a really good stuff. first session. Yeah. It's, and it's then, oh, I loved and then I died. Hour. And I was <laughs> like, oh, like, man. The, the art style is fantastic. It's got a lot of charm. Like, it makes a good first impression. And then you find out. And it's all just, like, balancing and design decisions they made that if yeah. it wasn't that way or, or, or even like uh like the the toy like the toys like the special items you get in those like you know uh, those dungeons that you have to go through uh like those are also uh randomized so you may go through like your first toy dungeon and get like what's supposed to be like a you know like the equivalent of like a boomerang and and, and zelda and, like this would be a cool fucking thing you're gonna really love using and like you might actually just get like something that's completely fucking useless yeah. and it's yeah. like oh yeah. like this is the part like a lot I think my problem with the game was like the balance between authored and random and I just felt like they got that part like just off sure. in a, in a yeah. way that uh, like I actually I often feel this way with a lot of roguelikes uh, even though I loved Splunky and like I do you know like roguelikes but often with a lot of them I, f- I wish they were more authored and yeah. it, it makes uh, you really appreciate the ones that are done well yes you know because like, there are a lot of them that have come out and, and I still I'm still up for a game that does it all right but right. I have to ask before we move on to news because we got to talk about some news. But did uh, I play Destiny? Yes, I did. No. Oh, uh, we played. We played some more Splunky on UPF again on Friday. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Turns out Splunky's still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Splunky two eighty three. What do we think? Five hundred percent. That was that yeah. was the hot topic. Was is is there going to be Splunky two? 
Is because, it, oh, you mean is it going to be there? Yeah, Rory well, was going to be on Rory, Sony. Rory was ready to declare Splunky Two game of E3, and I was like, Well, if it's going to remember Sony's Were thing they announced is like, at Paris Games Week. Yeah, right? it, was, Last yeah. October. it was announced at a Sony event. So but they're only doing the four games. No, right? so the the other thing is they said they were doing the four games, and then said like, and we'll have you know some selections from our third. Party. Yeah, they did okay. say like a sizzle reel. And also, that doesn't necessarily mean that their booth is only going to be those four games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Splunky Two is big enough that you think it would. I mean, it was, their, it was the last thing of the Paris games. Be more than just like, oh, yeah. also Spelunky's at a kiosk. But maybe, right. I don't know. Yeah. It could it could very well just be on a kiosk. Like, yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I think with the reaction that that got as after it's revealed that mm. they would. Mm. I think it is super popular with people we know, but I feel yeah. like there's probably a mainstream that looks at that thing on a Sony press conference and it's just like, what is this 8-bit looking platformer thing? Like, like there have to be a bunch of people out there who have no idea what Spelunky yeah. is. I mean, that game sold really I, I, well. Yeah, it did, but uh, and sort came of a to a lot of platforms. Like, I, yeah. I think it's. I think there's awareness of it, but also I think that awareness cuts both ways. And and I think that, like, as much as I am excited about Splunky too, like, yeah, that, I, that's I a game know. that is like I, a couple mm. of kiosks. That well, I, I want to see what it is, right? You know, I want to like, see what it, it is because it I could go all the way wrong. Sh- like, it shouldn't exist, right? Like, a Splunky, yeah. Splunky is like the closest thing to sort of a perfect yeah. game that I have played <laughs> I in like the last decade, in the sense that. Uh, often with video games by design they are iterative and often can get better uh, frequently get better with sequels where I played Splunky got you know I beat hell and did Speed Lunky and I at at, at that point I was just like Okay, I'm done, but also didn't feel the need of, like I want to see what they do with like another Splunky. So that's my question. I just felt like like okay, cool, like you did Splunky. And so if Derek Yu, someone who clearly made uh, more than enough money from Spelunky that he didn't have to make Spelunky 2, I'm just theorizing, what drew him to make Spelunky 2? So that's what makes me curious. I trust Derek Yu as a designer. Yeah. So I like why he would do this. I, I'm apprehensive because I, didn't, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like I need it, but Derek Yu clearly feels like I need it. So, so I just don't know like, what that the, game even the, is. The big question for me is like if, if, it, is, if it follows the Spelunky template, if it's just as like diverse and full of secrets and well designed and well assembled as the first game, but that's all it is. Is that enough for people who love Spelunky? Yes, probably. But it would also be sort of disappointing. I get like I say that without knowing anything of what it is. Yeah. But if it's just like another four levels with like at some point like, figure you know figure out how you get to the secret world. That's probably not it because Derek Yu's like too smart <laughs> yeah. for that. Sure, sure. like um, like UFO fifty is a fucking weird thing. So right. like and, if he's behind stuff like that, it's probably going to be very mm. different. And I kind of thought that's what he would just be doing for like for the rest of his career is just like weird sort of eccentric like odd projects that he can fund because Splunky did as well as it, as it did. Um, so I don't know. I think about no. how much bigger those projects could get if Spelunky 2 came out. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm coming at it from this perspective of like someone who did not wring everything yeah, out of Spelunky. Mm-hmm. And so like I got through it and finished it. And there was that one time I beat you on the daily. And, yeah. and that's, you know, <laughs> and I, retired, I retired on top. Um, and so I'm looking at it more in terms of just like, you know, yeah, like theoretically, I didn't get the full Spelunky experience. But I actually just want to see new content and some of this other stuff and, and see a different take on Spelunky. And, yeah. and so that for me is where the excitement comes from. Uh, Here, here's the two things I definitely want to see from Spelunky 2. Better co-op slash multiplayer possibilities, like just ramp it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, this stuff yeah. was, it was okay. Like the co-op stuff was serviceable, but I think there's some neat stuff you could do with that now and way more damsels. Just give me like a hundred <laughs> sure. different yeah. damsels yep. yeah. that I can cycle through and I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how it ends up changing the core loop, right? Like, so is it like, do you get rid of the whip and then it's just something like that? That's how I think you could fundamentally change. What if it's you get rid of the whip, but you have a pitchfork? <laughs> 
What if you had a grappling hook, right? Like, I think there are, like, things you can imagine that... You've got like, a grappling hook, but no jump. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Like, I wonder, like, if that's how you end up fundamentally changing Splunky's. Like, at first blush, it looks very similar, but, like, your actual, like, main interactions with the world are what fundamentally change. Well, like, sure. if you have different yeah. characters yeah. that yeah. actually have different... Like, this one has the grappling hook and the jump. Right, this or, yeah, cla- like, has, classes, like, a shovel. Yeah, or, classes itself would, like, fundamentally change a lot of how you pit, approach But, but a pitchfork, though. You stab people. With you unlock Satan in hell. And play <laughs> no, it's like a, it's a farming pitchfork. It's not. Mm. What's the difference between a farming pitchfork and the devil's pitchfork? wood handle instead of it being all red? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Straight tines instead of a weird pointy arrow like thing at the at the tips. <laughs> well, that's so you can't really pull it out without causing some damage. Yeah. You know, you want to. You really want. Hey, man, to... it's not an ideal pitchfork for combat. You got to make do with what you got. <laughs> All right, y'all ready to talk about some news? Hit me. All right. I, I did actually end up finishing that Warmind stuff. Oh. I don't know why. Okay. I figured. <laughs> I, I don't know why. You were the last person who would want to talk about Destiny. I ended up. No. But I, I don't. I, it's, okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good expansion. Okay. Uh, I, Com- I, compared to the previous one. It is. I think I got more out of the previous one. Wow. Great. Okay. It, I have not had a chance to play it yet. Again. You're, you're good. I'll see you all in September you're with the good. next Destiny check-in. You're good. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't finished the last one. I was on the last mission of the previous <laughs> DLC. And okay, I got an exotic Suros regime. Oh man, from I like Suros regime this weekend quite a lot. Oh fuck, I could have just gone and bought that. See, thing. there you go. <laughs> now you're back in. That's <laughs> all it took. I knew it. that's all it would fucking take. Nah. You're good. I don't like the color scheme on the new version. I got the ornament as well because I haven't have enough. Make it look like the old one. It looks white. Yeah, that's the old one. Yeah. Oh, crap. Too late. No. You missed it. No. You're I'm good. good. Yeah. I have not read a lot of good stuff about like the story. It's not the, great. And the missions. Turns out. Yeah. It's a bad set of missions. And then uh, the stuff that they put into the world after you finish it is just like, here's a slight twist on some public events. Mm. Like that's eh. All right. Good, it, good to know. There's some other good games out right now. All right. News. Uh, Sony messaged developers. We already talked about the Call of Duty stuff. That was probably the biggest thing. But uh, Sony sent messaging to developers of PlayStation Vita games last week. That was a long list. Know, right? Saying that they are discontinuing production of PlayStation Vita games. No. Just physical cards. Yes. Just cards. Physical. Well, physical. Yeah. I mean, that would, yeah. that would be yes. the thing they're manufacturing. And just like, in like North America and... Well, that, that came later. Oh, yes. gotcha. So, well, of course, that's two of their three territories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the world for Sony. But but yeah, like it, it did follow, I guess, a few days later that Sony Japan posted a little fact saying that Vita games will continue to be Still made gonna make in, those little in Japan. Sons of bitches. But okay. in America and Europe, that's this is it this year for Vita games. As a, as a Fairweather fan of the Vita, mm-hmm. this doesn't affect me too much. Yeah. Most of my stuff is digital, I think. Uh, yeah, and it's just like there's not a ton of people playing the Vita over here. Um, yeah. Still pretty big. Well, you know, not, well, not, look, not if, if you're if Japan, you're coming but. out with a really sexy visual novel, you want a physical version of that to come with some hot stuff. That's, yeah. You yeah. can't put that a on little Steam towel, anymore. like a uh, towel. You're not going to put it on Steam. Like some dirty socks, like whatever they're putting with this stuff these days. Pillowcase. So yeah. yeah, so in that case, you want a physical product, and it makes sense that there's going to still do that in Japan. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, how long until the Vita's batteries start exploding? Any day now. <laughs> I uh, checked three of my batteries and they were they were all fine. Wow, three of my fine. four were like I, I pulled my PSP it's out crazy. over the weekend and they were just like yep, just like same. that's nuts. Yep. 
plumped no, up no, and I ready even, to burst. I don't even know where my PSP is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, You're it's gonna a, very it's soon. It's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Um, Add the PSP to the list of old consoles that are like melting in your closet. Yeah. Like, yeah. apparently, there's something in the original Xbox that's also like dripping. Oh, yeah, no. There's a capacitor that, that eventually oh, ruins ruin the original. You can cut it like six. You, yeah. can't, you can replace it, I think, but it'll like ruin the board if you don't. Yeah, get, it'll, get it'll, it'll, it'll leak all over the board. Oh, great. Uh, so you, but you can. <laughs> my spider uh, chips. My, my understanding is that yeah, uh, <laughs> you can just clip the capacitor off of it. And then it won't store your time, like it's you know the battery or whatever. Oh, or, it still works without it. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, yeah. Just do some reading on it. Don't just go fucking cut shit off your board because I said so. Ah, but I read some shit that made that it seem like right. you could just clip it off. And and be I, okay. Presumably, if you're comfortable with soldering and stuff, you could replace it. Sure, that's me. Comfortable yeah. with soldering. <laughs> Look at my face. It's not that hard. Don't trust Jeff. Mr. Just go solder. Google it because you can't lie on the internet or give false information. Yeah, there. just Google it and click on the first thing you see. It'll be it. a 20 minute YouTube video with a cool soundtrack. Telling you how to do the capacitor What's swap. What's up, everybody? It's Capacitor hey, Carl here. Talking capacitor. I just want to let you guys know that you, know, you shouldn't do this on your own. <laughs> anyway, that's and kind of typing 48-point font. And it's just a desktop capture. <laughs> yep. uh, that's pretty much the story. Vita. The fuck is Toei going to send this now? Let's say on the way out. Slowly, yeah, <laughs> slowly but officially sure. on the way out. Uh, let's see here, so Jeff. I tabled this story last week because you were not here to talk about it. SNK has announced the Neo Geo Mini. Right? Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, they're coming out with that thing. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's f- freaking cute. It looks too small to play. In, in, the, in the pantheon of shit you get and put on a shelf, it'll sit right next to one of those Super Nintendo classics. It totally will. Sure. Looks okay. Yes. Uh, as a as a know. just a miniature arcade machine yeah. that looks yeah. cool. Like what, sure. What are you doing with this thing? But the screen is three point five inches. Right. Like it's got a tiny little joystick and buttons on it. It also has a TV out. Yeah. So once yeah. I once I saw that, I was like, okay, fine. Like you can hook this up to a TV and play the it. Button, and, and what about and controller ports? ports though, right? It has it's, controller ports. Okay. It's like a square, right? That's how they did the um the later home controllers for like the CD system. It was a two by two. But if I'm playing KOF, I want to be able to. Yeah, you kind of want four, four across. Yeah, uh, but you know, also all those KOF games have been released on consoles that just have regular face <laughs> buttons now. So you know, or arcade stick support. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm not buying this damn thing to play it. Come on. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> is ultimately, if you want to play these 40 Neo Geo games, there are probably plenty of ways to get your hands on all 40 of those mm-hmm. on different platforms, or oh, the, yeah. or the six that you care about. Yeah. Totally. Uh, there's no, there's no confirmed Metal Gear or Metal Slug one through six. There there's, you go. That's there's it. no, That's there's cool. no confirmed games list out just yet. No King of the Monsters. Uh, Could be. It's just King of the Monsters two. No, I, I think ah. they they confirmed like eight games yeah, or something they, they like that. It wasn't a so uh, some YouTuber spawn wave according to this Eurogamer story okay. leaked, okay, leaked a list of forty games, but none of that stuff is confirmed. It's a lot of fighting games in Metal Slug. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a weird thing for the fighting games specifically because, well, whatever. I guess it supports external controllers and TV exactly, out and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I can't see a Neo Geo list of games without having a bunch of fighting games on there. I mean, again, yeah, totally. Yeah, sure, you need sure. some Metal Slugs, Bubble Bobble, and fighting games, and I'm good. This has Metal Slug 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and X on it. Good. Yeah, sure. It has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and X? Yes. Not- Again, totally unconfirmed list, but... Hmm. Uh, KOF 98 on there? 95, 97, 95. 98, 2000, right. and 2002. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, they got the, the couple that you would probably want, I guess. Uh, I mean, this has got a King of the Monsters, uh, 
Good. Nin- Ninja Masters. Yeah. Blues Journey. <laughs> Robo Army. Crossed Swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't even heard of some of these. Ghost Pilots. Yep. Last Resort. Okay. Uh, King of the Monsters 2. <laughs> some stuff. Some stuff that are that's not fighting games, assuming this list is accurate. Money Puzzle Exchanger? No. Uh, what what yeah. are they doing? They're, although there's a game called Puzzled on here. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what it. that is. Uh, Wind Jammers. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to be stuff that SNK has full control over. Yeah, yeah. And, and Also, and have, stuff, have so. they only announced this for Japan? Uh, no, there's two versions. There okay, because yeah. all the pictures I've got here are, I assume this must be a Japanese MVS. Uh, the console will look the same regardless. They're oh, not doing they're like not a doing red doing an American. US, oh, yeah. no. Um, Man, I, I, think, I, I think maybe the button color changes or something like that, color, but they're not yeah. doing the red Dude, U.S. American, cabinet. Then forget it. Most, yeah. no most, most of I'm my Neo in. Geo experience is on those Japanese really? looking ones. Oh, they, yeah, they just happen to they have like Japanese cabinets. cabinets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, was all, it was all the red and mm-hmm. white striped U.S. design where I lived. Uh, that's kind of cool. I guess, but it's I yeah. A I, I said it before, like you know, if they just release a mini cabinet that reminds me of the old cabinets, yeah. yeah if I, if you I, just I, want something I'm probably that, yeah. that looks cool on your shelf for nostalgia, then that's probably it's a tiny arcade cabinet yeah, and it works sort of. Look, yeah. you know, if you're collecting cool. all those old Coleco ones, like the Donkey Kong and like the Donkey Kong, like the Donkey Kongs. <laughs> uh, if you like to do the Donkey Kong or the Pac Man's, <laughs> today's Pac Man's birthday. Uh, I saw a bunch at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, like Rampage. They had Joust, which actually oh, right. played yeah, pretty well. Oh, right. Yeah, they did some of those. Yeah, yeah. there's like a new Space Invaders hand and little fake arcade cabinet Some of thing. them just look like, you know, straight up like LCD, like yeah. beep bop. Bo- some bo- bo- pretty, but like Joust nice. actually, yeah, had some animation yeah. to it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Here's a weird one. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is coming out on the Switch in Japan. It's a 45 megabyte download. Mm-hmm. You, because you're streaming Resident it. Evil. You are straight what? up PlayStation Now style streaming oh, it to your Switch. What? To play it. <laughs> yep. That's uh, what Fantasy Star Online 2 on Switch is as well. Oh, really? Oh, PS- cool. It's called PS2 Cloud. Mm-hmm. Cloud. And uh-huh. it is straight up. That's like, This is totally called Biohazard 7 Cloud version. Yeah. So I guess you, that's... Attempted to use it yeah. over here? Yeah, I have. Yeah, uh, the latency was such that you would not want to play it. Okay. I, wonder if well, all, uh, I wonder if all the streaming is hosted in Japan. It must uh, be. Yes, sure. yeah, yeah, for this Japan-only release, sure. And and actually, PSO2, if you don't have a certain speed, like if you if, if you are under, they have a cap where like if you're below this line, they won't even let you try to play mm-hmm. it. It'll start to stream, and then a, a menu will pop up over <laughs> it that is all in Japanese that I think says... Get fucked. That's the worst. Uh, your internet is not good enough <laughs> to play, play this PSO game. Too. No, you can't. Uh, and so the first time I launched it, it did that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then yeah. I went and read. I was like, oh, oh, weird. And didn't even realize that it was a streaming thing. Uh, and then I tried it again and actually I got in. in and it was like even just like entering my login and password was a fucking <sighs> arduous process. Hmm. And then, of course, you can fan translate the PC version of that game. So playing it on other platforms is yeah. not a great experience yep. anyway. This seems a little dodgy to me, also, just because the Wi-Fi on the Switch is not the best. Yeah, like the yeah. seems. And half of the appeal of the Switch is you can take it on the go. Yeah, yeah. Also that. Um, yeah, it's better over there. So, mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the only version of the game, and yeah. they're, they're not going to have a packaged. Why would they port? I, I mean, know the I amount know. of work they would That's have so to port it. I think, that, yeah, I think that has more. You know, Capcom in general has been sort of late to the Switch. Yeah. Like they, I think they've acknowledged like publicly that like. Maybe they didn't. They underestimated like how big that thing was like going to be. Most drop. Japanese companies did, and most most everyone did. Um, and it's like by the time you ported that, like let's say it came out next spring, 
at that point, like the RE7 team has been working on a game for two years. Yeah. Like, what do you? And it's just so, it's so much work to take a game made for PC and PS4, right? And bust it down with something like this. They Switch. did it with Doom. You know, they, they like, could you see bit, where yeah. the corners yeah. got cut. Yeah. Like, you, there's no reason why you couldn't do the work to port sure. Resident Evil to it. But yeah. like, would it be the same it's game at that point? Like, yeah. and, and would it be worth it? And yeah. To be fair, this thing's only twenty bucks. Okay. So there's that. Uh, huh. You can download it for free and play it for 15 minutes. And then if you want to pay the just some time to get spooked. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good because you, you want to try that out to yeah. see if it's going to even be an acceptable yeah. experience. It's, it's an interesting experiment. Yeah. Sure, I think. I don't know if it'll make its way over here or not, but it's kind of cool. I would doubt it. Cool. Yeah. So my guess, I wouldn't be like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that just remains like a weird Japanese and thing. You can import yeah. it if you want yeah. and it'll probably won't even work as well. We should try it. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. We yeah. Should, I mean, it's try a that. free download. Like, why not? Yeah. Like hearing about you know PSO doing this, you know, I would think that it was like a storage space kind of situation, uh, but it doesn't seem like the case with this. Uh, seems more, more like a hardware yeah, limitation. Yeah, this is just too That's demanding. Yeah, to well, the PSO easily. two thing is weird because that game did come out on the Vita, right? Uh, and it is just the game. Um, I don't know if they have kept that version up or not. I have no weird. idea, but uh, so they yeah. did. Yeah, it's a, it's a workaround for something. It just what exactly is going to be a case by case, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's take a quick break and then we got a couple more news stories and some emails to get through. We'll be All right. right we'll be right back. <laughs> Jeff, during the break, you broke the news mm-hmm. that you have one more thing to talk about from judges. Ooh. Week. Yeah, I do. What is it? I rented one of those fucking scooters. Oh, <laughs> hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A bird? Uh, yeah. 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 Lime? One of those fucking okay. electronic yeah. app rental scooters. My, my girlfriend mm. has gone from complaining about those things to super being into them in really? the last They're few weeks. They're a nightmare. Yeah. They are. Patrick's. Have you tried ones? No, but I, out here? I, hear yeah. the, I hear they're fun. Yeah, like I, we were saying, I like scooters. Yeah. Okay, scooters, scooters are, are cool, cool, but like maybe build somewhere to put these fucking uh, yeah, things, yeah, you yeah. assholes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you don't know, they're like you. Swipe a card, right? No, it, it's, it's, it's an, an app, and, and you That's scan right. a QR code with the app, and then when you're right. signing up with the app, you, they, they like scan your driver's license and all this other stuff, and they charge Jesus. you based it's like on a mileage. Like for, you could start for a dollar. I rode like yeah, yeah, I rode like but, two miles, and it was a few bucks. Uh, have have you? Well, I okay, know, I, I want to hear more about this. I don't okay. want to get ahead of you, but have you heard about the phenomenon of bird hunting? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, right. I, yeah. That was a tab in the app for like, hey, do you want to become oh. a person that is collecting these scooters when they're out of juice and maybe charging them in your house for money? I read about a high school kid who made six hundred dollars in one night. That sounds like the kiosk at the mall that says you could make five hundred dollars this weekend. Drive for Uber now. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, it's, it's dude, bad. it's Sunday. Yeah. Um. So also, you're paying for the power to juice up their stupid things. It costs almost nothing. They say. Uh. uh it's it's a Okay, whatever. We're we're headed for a hell world. I think you know with, with all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, I'm ready. And and uh, I, I think San Francisco. My understanding is they issued a cease and desist to tell these companies to get this fucking shit off their streets, <laughs> which is like one of the first cool things everywhere. I've heard about San Francisco. <laughs> they were there were this morning. There were four. There were four in our little waiting area yeah, outside. They're just and all over they the streets. pile up and and so yeah, so they're just such an eyesore. The other experience I had is like so I woke up to to head home uh, from Santa Monica. I woke up incredibly early. Uh, it was like four thirty in the morning, something like that. And someone had left one of these scooters not far outside the window of the hotel room, and it was just beeping in the fucking street, yep. <laughs> super fucking loud. Which I think is like a hey, I'm the battery is dying. I'm the one that you're supposed to fucking take in and charge in your parents' basement. Um, 
or or whatever the fuck it is. So like that sucked. I rented one. Riding it, super fucking fun because cool. it's a fucking scooter. Of course it is. It's an electric scooter, and you're like, this is I'm kind of hauling ass. This is all right. Like they make you check all these boxes. Like I have a helmet. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I brought a helmet to rent a fucking rental scooter for three bucks that I found in an alley. Yeah, you fucking assholes. Like, no one has a fucking helmet. In fact, along Santa Monica and Venice, there were places that were in the bike rental business. And, you know, because they've been renting bikes and scooters and stuff down there for years. And they, like one of them had a sign out front that said, no helmets, a $200 fine. Our rental scooters come with helmets. Uh, and I was like, yeah, fuck you. Whatever. This was $1.50. Uh, also, it was, was it like five in the morning. No, th- I was riding it during regular daytime. Okay. It was not <laughs> just, just scooting around at five in the morning. That would have been a way better <laughs> experience. To the that, yeah, that would have been a, a way better experience. You've got like your wheel backpack <laughs> yeah. behind you. Because I rode up the, you know, there's like a bike path uh, on mm-hmm. the beach that yep. goes uh, from Santa Monica to Venice and, and kind of down and back, you know, uh, from the pier and all this other stuff. So I rode a couple of miles along that. It was fucking terrifying because you're on an electric scooter and there are people stopping in the middle of that path to take fucking photos. <laughs> and there are other people on scooters who have not ridden them a lot either that are like i'm gonna pass you even though there are three bikes coming the other way and it was just this fucking horrifying nightmare of just like okay i know i've got my scooter i can ride this this is fine it's fun i've got control of this thing no fucking problem but i was like man someone's gonna fucking run me off the road someone's gonna fucking like stop short and force me to fucking plow into them someone's gonna hit me if i have to slow down like a fucking dude on a bike is gonna go fuck you scooter guy and push me over because why wouldn't he (laughs) it was fucking terrifying it was the whole thing felt incredibly unsafe and that's the thing i I like seeing people and and i was on a fucking bike path like seeing people on city streets who were like not traditional bikers like they don't ride a bike in this city on a regular basis seeing them even on the rental bikes that were here before the scooters showed yeah. up uh, and now the scooters it's just like here's a bunch of people that don't understand how the rules of the road work when they are on a bike-like device and in a town that is really not built for that no. stuff. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of people who ride bikes and, and they're usually fine because they know what the fuck they're doing and like you know as a driver I try to look out and all this other stuff and you know occasionally you're like man you were right in the blind spot and now you're punching my car I get it um Having that suddenly be people who have no idea what they're doing riding one of these things because they saw it and went like, this will be fun. And the barrier to entry is so low. Exactly. And none of them have helmets. You're like, this is a recipe for motherfucking disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I got like getting the other end of that by finally getting on one of these things down there was like. It was fun and harrowing. Like, I was fucking gripped this thing so tight. Going, someone's going to fuck me over. Like, this is a really fun time, but I'm not having any fun because someone's going to fuck me over. Uh, and, and the idea of just like, let's turn left and go up the beach and, and go up onto the streets and ride to this. I was like, fucking no way. Like I'm getting off this thing now. Cause it sounds like you need a swag board. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I, I hear those are pretty, I'm waiting for the Toys R Us discounts to get, uh, <laughs> low enough to where I can afford one. And also I'm waiting for me to be under 150 pounds <laughs> gotcha. uh, right. so that I can stand on it. It's uh, good to have goals. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, a friend of ours that we were uh, hanging out with this weekend. Uh, a lot of the scooters get like dumped like right where they're near their apartment sure. and they just fucking piles up. And 
Uh, they said earlier this week one had just been put in a really obnoxious spot in front of their place, and someone just went out there with a baseball bat <laughs> and just started wailing on this fucking that thing. Fun as and then shit. It's, and then it starts beeping like loudly, saying like the police are being contacted. The police, please cease and desist. Man, and that then, is some real. And, and then like a crowd like emerged and just started like <laughs> yes, and just, like just destroying this thing. Fucking rise up against and, our robot masters. Like, no cop showed up. Like the wreckage has been there for like the better part of a couple of days, and like people come by and just take photos. Like <laughs> taking, they're taking selfies with the wreckage of this fucking thing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to trash these robots while we still can before yeah. they have guns on them. Yeah. Uh, this was, yeah. When I mentioned on Twitter that these things were a nightmare, I got someone sending me like pictures of a bunch of them thrown into the bay and yeah. got really excited. <laughs> I mean, that's don't throw it in the water. No, fuck. I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> do what Beat you have with to a do. Bat. Yeah. But I also submerge it into water so that it does not work <laughs> yes. anymore. You ain't calling the cops now, are you? What is? <laughs> yeah. I wonder, what is the law around destruction of property if it's just left out in public? Right, exactly. That, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the legality is like, there. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand it either. It, it's enough to make me want to just like... people. I've also had people writing me like, hey, if you clip this wire, it loosens the brakes on it and then you can just ride it. <laughs> God. You know, it might not have the motor, but like you can just fucking ride this thing. It's fine. <laughs> I saw some kids do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to be 18 to ride yeah. one of them. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Some uh, high school kids just clipping wires and scooting. Yep. Right. Fuck. Fuck that shit. And, and they deserve it. Every fucking step of the way, every bit of abuse that one of those fucking things get, everyone that gets stolen and yeah. smacked, like you yeah, fucking fuck brought them. it you on yourselves. These scooters out in our streets. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Like, what, yeah. The fuck what do you think is going to happen? I think if they had just done the thing that the bike share that Rory yeah. uses does with like a nice little totally. like, charging station, like, keep, them, them, keep them out of the walkway. Yep. Yep. Look, make it look nice instead fun. of just like here's a pile of three of them on top of yeah. each other on a yeah. street corner and yep. you're like fuck our, pe- fuck everything yep. just in the way people tripping on them anyway really fun to ride but I hear it I hear it electric scooters fun, scooters, fun to ride maybe buy one I don't know yeah. <laughs> get good at it yeah uh, uh, yeah the one beeping outside the window was like <laughs> that was the moment of just like I I hate us <laughs> as a people I love us but man We'll get there. We're, so, we're idiots sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Next, next time, bring a baseball bat. I feel like I would need more. <laughs> Sledgehammer? I'm, trust me, I've beat a bike up pretty bad with a baseball bat Golf before. Club might work. Over like a summer. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I want to do more damage faster because I don't want to stand around and do it. I, I want to do it. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would much shot. rather learn the, yeah, the cut, clip these wires to, you know, get the solar sensor, you know, cut the battery. What about just like a nice blowtorch, just cut off the the upright part? Yeah, that'd, right be, that'd be a good one, too. Yeah. I'm surprised that more people aren't just slashing the tires on them. Oh, I figured that that would have been the softest That's target just annoying. of just like, I've got a knife and fuck you. Are they not those like hard rubber? I don't think so. Okay. They felt they felt a little bouncy. <laughs> they didn't feel like hard rubber. I could be wrong. I don't know. I guess I'm not necessarily advocating going and destroying those things, but you know, but you're not not. <laughs> hey, do you? Do what you think is best for society as a whole. <laughs> dream. Believe in yeah, dreams. Believe, I believe in dreams. <laughs> Wherever your dreams take you. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple more news stories here. Uh, Epic, makers of Fortnite, are putting $100 million into Fortnite. Specifically the esports. I love this. It's the first year, right? Their first year of yeah. competitive. Dude, that's... Uh, I don't know if you heard, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite Mobile yeah. made $50 million in its first month. Well, I guess they've got... It. So $100 million actually... It's not a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, we've seen, you know... D- d- 
Dota already had a competitive scene before the international, and that Valve just putting in a bunch of money into it was really good. It, it provided growth, and you know, a lot of companies are out here talking big game about how their game is esports, but don't do really anything to support it other than saying that it's esports. Oh, but, it takes more than that? <laughs> yeah, it turns out Weird. it does. Shit. It's been like, what, maybe two years? Maybe three years since since $20 million sounded like a fuck ton of money yeah. at, at the international? Yeah. Of course, I mean, this is for this is not for this one is a tournament. pool. Yeah. yeah, this is for, you know, a series of tournaments. It's not a hundred million dollars yep. grand prize or something. It's crazy. just like over the over the next year, yeah. they're going to dole that out in prize money at yes. various tournaments. Yes, yes. Pro- they'll probably have like one big tournament, like an international. Cool. I'm like, having a big tournament in my basement. Can I get it supported? <laughs> can, you get like fi- can I get 50 G? Like, yeah, can I just get like <laughs> a couple of couple million? I got it my pizza somehow. Yeah, we need some scooters. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still confused what uh, the competitive esports scene for a battle royale looks like because PUBG has been trying yeah. and they still haven't hit it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I like at least that they are committed to supporting it. Uh, they're doing one in D3 called Fortnite Party Royale. Is this uh, the pro am thing? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing they announced a month ago, so yeah. it must be that. Yeah, because um, that's going to be like here's a player with a celebrity. I saw they just, I think just they just started announcing names. It's going to be like. Markiplier and Joel McHale. No. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, they gave Epic gave kind of a weird quote about this. They said, "We're getting behind competitive play in a big way, but our approach will be different. We plan to be more inclusive and focused on the joy of playing and Good. watching the game." That's so. I don't, I don't know if that means they're not going after like the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah. Sure. I mean that I or think like that, what fits the rules the, are. that fits the tone of their game. Yeah. yeah, what the rules are and all that remains to be seen. Yeah. But like I, I think finding ways to have tournaments that anyone can enter, I think, is a huge thing because you know it's like the esports stuff. Like there's only a handful of people that can even hope to compete in that, and and watching it, you're only going to pick up so much. But if you can find ways to incentivize, like like give players reasons to enjoy getting better at your game, even if they're never going to be at this big pro totally, level, yeah, like that's always been the the one of the more frustrating aspects of the esports stuff for me is it just like it drives people to this like here's the way to play to win here's the you know it, it drives people down this road even if they're never going to be that good they suddenly have it in their head that here's how i need to play this game if i intend to take it at all seriously that would actually that is the fucking worst aspect of having been way into like starcraft 2 and dota is that like for the first month or two after the major right. tournament like that's all anybody is doing is trying to recreate like yeah, the exactly crazy but plays. that's also fun to a degree yeah, like, if you're, kind of. like for me that's yeah. the most fun because that's like okay we know what the best of the best is i want to try and recreate that because i had so much fun watching it. In, in starcraft mm-hmm. in particular it would be like it was not some like general strat that is good. It was like some Hail Mary crazy shit that was situational that yeah. somebody came up with on the fly and won, but then everybody's trying to do that exact thing. Sure. Of, you know, when it's not like, like that happens in Dota with like, yeah. oh, I picked support chaos night. Right. Cause right. it like, like worked in like, this uh, weird yeah. way. You know, but. when you, when you see that every match for like two months or whatever, yeah. it's like, all right, we get it. Like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you think you're boxer or whatever. I think uh, I'm boxer. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is really cool. I, I also yeah. like what it does for like, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I hope they get some like battle pass integration where you can like have fantasy teams. Like so, some of the stuff, you know, I have my problems with the Valve's uh, Dota battle pass, but I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there with like the player cards. You know, it gets it's really silly in a way really that si- I really appreciate for the people who are like hardcore yeah. about it. The people who like have their favorite streamers, like being able to collect their player cards and like bet like bet fantasy points on them yeah. is really cool. Like help 
It develops a that scene. That stream we did of me meaninglessly locking in my fantasy picks <laughs> and not knowing any of these players. I had a lot of fun doing well, that. Well, I got good news. I've got a lot of player cards ready because I spent too much money on the battle pass. All right. Well, I think I I also... <laughs> uh, no, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll, I'd we'll get you a battle pass. You got to play that battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodo <laughs> battle royale. What am I doing? Yeah. Hmm. Do you see uh, Rec Room? Is that, is that one? Yeah. Of the yeah. Yes. Rec, rec, rec Royale. royale. Huh. What does that room? mean? Uh, rec Room is adding a Battle Royale mode. They already have like paintball and other shooter oh, type yeah. stuff. But so. that was like, couldn't have been what, more than like four to eight players or something small scale like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it was maybe 10. Or did they say most. how big this is? It's not 100, but okay. I think it is like 32 or 16 or something like that. It's while that. we're at E3 though, right? It's like launches, I believe, the 6th or something. There's a Well, they're running a beta, I think, this weekend. Okay. And then... Then from there, but that, all these that, that, huge rec, releases. Rec Room is still free. this really crazy thing because yeah. it's still free. It's it's still like they've one been of the, adding a lot of stuff to yeah, it. Yeah, they've added a ton. It's still one of the best like examples of like here's like a bunch of VR Many things games. like 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 or just VR interactions yeah, yeah. that are done really well and really novel and and. I've, yeah, I've been meaning to. What is the? Are they being funded by the dark? Li- like yeah, like right. what is happening? How is how is this thing happening? Maybe, uh, maybe they made the scooters. <laughs> Shit. Um, what is the what is that like four player sort of dungeon ish? Yes, the they, have a, kind of they have a like, role playing game oh, type thing. I, in people there talk very highly like about sword that. and shield type Elven stuff. Love. That, uh, oh, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last story. Hello Games. You remember them? Hello. Right. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Joe Danger. Yeah. Exactly. And okay. then what are those guys doing? What the movie? Are, yeah. And where's Joe Danger three? What are we doing here? Mm, I have good news for you about Joe Danger in space. Um. Yeah, they have announced what that uh, next update to No Man's Sky actually is, and it's multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Like actual multiplayer. Okay. So, to what extent? Um, they did not give a player cap. Okay. Or anything like that. As in like multiplayer uh, battles? I'll, is it going to be I'll, Yeah, it's, it's kind of all of the above, it sounds like. Here's the kind of the wow. relevant paragraph. You'll be able to explore the universe with your friends or bump into random travelers. You can help friends to stay alive or prey on others to survive. Your group can build anything from tiny shelters to complex colonies spanning planets, and everything is shared online for others to visit. Fight as a pirate or a wingman in epic space battles with friends and enemies. Race exocraft across weird alien terrains, creating racetracks or maybe just scenic trails to share online. They say Uh, visit, but can you destroy it? Right. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it depends. Yeah. I wonder. Depends yeah. on how friendly or cutthroat they want. Can I take it over? So, you know, right. like what is... That would be cool. That Well, I mean, be, or it'd be I'm hoping fucked, I still have like PVE and PvP guy, Maybe I spent 200 hours building this sick yeah. base and then... Like, I don't know. Maybe it's coming off of State of Decay, but I'm kind of getting into that sense of danger. Like that risk is sort of yeah. what I'm looking for. So sounds that, like that you're ready sounds... to head back to Sea of Thieves. That's a very non-chill way of playing. Yeah, that's true. No Man's Sky. Yeah, so that game like, is like therapeutic and like, yeah, that's fair. Well, like, do, well, you ha- still... do you have to be online? No, there's, is, I mean, it's opt-in. The game, the game right? already has multiple modes. Right, like you could already start like an offline. So if you just want to build your base, like you're yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although if it's all one shared universe, I don't know how they. Just these planets aren't. I don't know if accessible. there's like opt-in or opt-out PvP because it says you can just. Like, prey on others to survive makes yeah. it pretty much sound like... It sounds like, yeah, just go fuck some people roll up. Roll up on somebody and kill them and take their resources. So, I don't know, actually. Like, this is almost sounds like they made Privateer or something, hmm. you know? 
so or, or elite I, I i wanted to go back to no man's sky for a while um just assuming that this next big update would be like a story i don't know something because they were very vague about it but now it sounds like maybe i want to have a lot of resources ready to go for when the multiplayer is ready so that like if i want to wonder yeah it's, it, it, it it's puts it in a weird place now of like i don't know if i should wait i i I haven't hmm. tried it, but people talk about that the last couple updates, like the story stuff is kind of there yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the stuff they've been doing. It sounds like you you kinda can get that now if you start What about performance? Have they improved that at all? Uh, I don't know. I think I right after this release they've, they did they've some been doing yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. console version. Yeah, after anyway, launch yeah. it yeah, it PC got version, in pretty right, good shape. Right, I don't know if it's stabilized or got cleaned up quite a bit. Good. Do they give a date for this stuff? yeah, it's uh gosh, I lost it. July twenty fourth. Okay. That's also that's the, the, the Xbox that's One. The date, date the Xbox One version comes out. Oh, cool! I'd be and curious to see how that version looks. It's yeah, a, that's totally. a, it's a powerful console. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it already the PS4 Pro version looks pretty nice. So I bet, I bet that mm. Xbox One X one will look even better. Um, and yeah, that all the multiplayer stuff's coming to all versions simultaneously. I wonder if they all talk to each other. I bet not. Yeah, that seems. Hmm. Hmm. Did they ever confirm if PC and PS4 share the same universe? Because you're, you're already like naming, yeah. discovering, right, and naming yeah. planets. I wonder if like they're that probably stuff was all carrying separate. Over. I think they're all like. Are they just they're just gonna have to like make yeah. three copies of the universe for each platform or something like that? I don't know. It's kind of cool. I I want to try this. I mean, if you so, were yeah. if you were suddenly getting access to it on the Xbox One. Wouldn't you want to name everything? Mm, Not I'm well. Sure. I don't. I guess like that's there's assuming that everything's named. Planets. I guess there's a lot of planets. Right. A lot of planets. Like know. what were the crazy stats? I guess going what around? are the odds that I'm going to find someone else's base to fuck it up yeah, anyway? Like thing. maybe that's the. I wonder if there are subtle ways that they sort of point you at places that people put a lot of time into. It's like oh, there's a like a. It's got to be a race carrier location. Yeah, with like, somebody like I think people. Face. I think people have sort of found ways to fudge that already. Yeah, like not, it's not really officially supported, but they can communicate that stuff. But yeah, if it's just like, hey, you detected a large colony in the system, maybe you should go check that out. Like, it'd be cool. To yeah, if you some... decide to be audacious enough to build a big base, it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then fucking... We're going to bring people here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that could be cool. We will see in two months. Hmm. All right. Let's read a few emails before we get out of here. Bombcast at giantbomb.com. Uh, Joe from Maryland writes in, I was driving home from Florida to Maryland after vacation. We had to make a pit stop somewhere in South Carolina, so we pulled into the closest gas station yeah. while I was waiting for my girlfriend. Snacks. I saw the, this bag of chips called Wrap Snacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were fake at first, but then I realized there's a whole line of them. We couldn't help but laugh at these. It was a little shock to the system. What's so I funny? What's funny about Wrap Snacks? For the 16-hour car drive. Just a bag of hot Cheetos and Takis. For some reason, yeah. my first thought was to email you and see what you thought. Brad, can you pull up the list of... Yeah, rap yeah. What, what are the list yeah. of artists on rap snacks these days? Oh boy, it's a good one. Rap what? snacks have existed for a very long I time. Never heard, I, uh, I've decades. never heard of rap snacks, and then the, I saw this email and saw two people separately on Twitter talking about rap snacks. The, the um, maybe they just came out with a new wave or something. The URL, the URL he links to is rapsnacks.net/slash/theflavors2. <laughs> Hell yeah, so, the flavors two. Second <laughs> htm. Right. What do we got here? Slash tilde. Uh, we got Trina Honey Jalapeno. Great. The Diamond Princess herself. Uh, what do we have here? Jeff, you want to just read some of these off for us? All right. Uh, Fabulous is, is is on the New York Deli Cheddar Wavy Potato Chips. It just says wavy in big letters. <laughs> so you know Fabulous. what you're getting. I don't know that wavy is really how I describe that dude, but you know. I'm surprised they're using Ill, like paintings or illustrations for all these. Lil Boozy's Louisiana Heat. <laughs> also wavy. Also wavy. Yeah, I guess these are all wavies. These is, or a lot of them are. 
Any any of the ripple any of the, of the ruffles style chips just say wavy at the top. Migos white cheddar with a dab of ranch. Yes. Huh? There's nothing oh, I associate with Migos also, and ranch. Also, that's popcorn. I get it. Is that's the dab popcorn. capitalized? Yeah, it, it, it is. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Dab For sure. It's, it's also a really good song. They didn't trust you to get it. <laughs> Ooh, wee. It's Lil Yachty's hot chili pepper and lime crunchy curls. Hot crunchy curls. <laughs> uh, those look like Cheetos. Congratulations. Like Lil, Lil Yachty and Andy Cap are like big. Yeah, you know, no, best, yeah. Best they're definitely the, yeah. the hot fries. Uh, another Migos brand of sour cream with a dab of ranch. Woo. Dab not as emphasized here. Uh, they're really piping it up on these. Uh, here's a Lil Yachty's hot cheese fries. Oh, he's got more yeah, he's more. got okay. multiple flavors. Yachty and Migos, and then Trina Honeydew cheese puffs. Trina, don't get me wrong, I love Trina, but like, I'm like, oh, we've got Lil Yachty, we got this, and like, I, I don't know, like, when was the last time Trina put something out? Why is a little boozy? Up I mean, like, chips? like yesterday, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. these chips. <laughs> Uh, Fetty Wap Honey Jalapeno. <laughs> uh, that just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Fetty Wap Honey Jalapeno. Yeah, it, sh- it shows uh, Fetty Wap's uh, signature. Signature. <laughs> Romeo Miller barbecuing with my honey. That's good. good. Nice. Rome, is that is Romeo Miller like Master P's? Is that Lil Romeo? I don't, oh, is it maybe? I think so. No. Yeah, I guess it would be, right? Because that that's was the only one I could think of. What's. I forget Master P's real name. It's Percy Miller, isn't it? Is it? Isn't it? I, I don't know. And that's the last one. And it's at the bottom. So maybe that's... <laughs> Bad sign. new flavor. Wait, gear. Hang on. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a hoodie, and on it, it says, a dab of ranch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want that. And another one that says, we are the culture. Well. Do it for the culture. Uh, they are oh. clearly doing it for the culture. Uh... A dab of ranch, a hoodie that just says that on I it. I kind of want that. That's not bad. My uh, my daughter, we, we recently bought a Google Home for the house, and she is, is it terrible that when you first said that, I was like envisioning some modular future home <laughs> that you like moved into? I was like, wait, what? Oh, oh you mean your corporate, your, your corporate approved yeah, housing? Right, uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Housing yeah, unit. Sorry. Go on. Uh, and so in the morning, like before getting ready to go to daycare and stuff like that, she will. She can't quite say Google. She goes, ego, ego, go. Because, you know, she wants it to, to play something. We we thought she wanted to, you know, you can ask her questions like, hey, like, you know, what's a monkey sound like? Stuff like that. And we yeah. distract her. <laughs> She's quick. Like, that was originally what she meant when she was saying, hey, Google. For a while, we would like to play music for her and she would dance. And then what we started to realize was that the more consistent dancing was happening with hip hop and R&B. Yeah. Huh. And then as a joke, we started playing Flo Rida's. Feet T-Pain's low. <laughs> oh, wow. And then she now associates Hey Google with that song. Wow. And so when we try and play other things, she'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. She wants and to then, get low. So then we would ask, you know, put on the Apple Bottom Jeans, which Google does <laughs> recognize as like a way to pull up that song on Spotify. It's like, hey, okay. play Apple Bottom Jeans. And like, yeah, okay. All right. And so now she, she dances that's, to... And that's your life now. That's my life now. Uh, th- she also th- likes other T-Pain joints. We've Babies. noticed like okay. booty, like yeah. booty, 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 uh-huh. booty. Left by, cheek, by right drink. cheek. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hits. Your, your life is now babies and AI. Yeah. Have and then you, she, she sits... She, one time uh, last week, she was uh, laying on the floor, getting low, as they say. Been there. as low yeah. as you can go. Been and there. then <laughs> she was laying, laying on the floor. She's a year and a half. And just go, she was sitting there going... Low, 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 <laughs> low, low. This is my life. Yeah. I can't tell if this is hell or not. That's how it happens. That's awesome. So, you know, 
Have, do you have if any you're thinking about having kids? Yeah. This, this, this is what you can do. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm in. Time's rewarding. Yeah. Uh, I got a press release not that long ago about like Pac-Man for Alexa, and it sounded like maybe it was also Google Home, but it was like some kind of like choose. It, was, it sounded like a choose your own adventure story with your voice. Yeah. I, maybe a year and a half is a little young for that, but I, I just like, are you at all interested in? Like, how has the voice yeah, stuff that's been cool. overall? That's, it's because, like an interactive radio play yeah. or something. Then, yeah, I think it's like based on like the Pac-Man Adventures, like, or yeah, probably. something yeah. like that. No, I think that sounds neat, because, like, Chief, I've heard, that, like, those little devices are, like, actually, they're both a blessing and a curse, yeah. uh, because they can ask at anything at any time. Uh-huh. Um, and then she's ordering wrap snacks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I guess for the Alexa, then, if it's connected to your Amazon So, I, yeah, I have an Alexa, <laughs> and at one point, I was like, I need to put the Alexa away, because it's just, it, it started easy. creeping me out. Uh, it, I actually started being like, I don't know, like there, I know that like I'm literally carrying a microphone around with me all the time, but uh-huh. something about this microphone specifically feels over the line. Yeah, uh, but it can do multiple timers, which is mostly what I want. Oh for. yeah, mm. like I, I I cook several times a week, and like Siri is whatever, it's fine, yeah, but it's yeah. not particularly good. And like would for whatever reason, Apple's not built on the ab- ability to do multiple timers, and so I literally bought one of these mostly because. When I cook, it's nice to be able to say, like, hey, 15 minutes for, like, potatoes. <laughs> Have you done anything where, like, uh, I think that's what Tatum and them, I think, like, they're do- literally doing, like, AI recipe stuff of just, like, okay, what's the next step? And having it, like, read out recipes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. That's, that stuff is awesome. And I use it for timers and to play Timers T-Pain. in particular. Yeah. yeah well, timers and T-Pain. Yeah. It always creeps me out how fast they respond to. Like they are listening, they are waiting for you to say something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, hey, Google, B-b-ding. yeah, um, what's up? What, what you need? <laughs> yeah. I got you. Got these wrap snacks on the way. <laughs> I already ordered them. Yeah, I know. Let's get low. All right, let's. With this next email, uh, Joe writes in. You know, he says, "Greetings from Vienna." Uh, I just watched the Runner 3 quick look and got curious which other characters Charles Martinet has voiced over the years and was kind of blown away. His roles include Parthernax, the first friendly dragon you meet in Skyrim, mm. characters uh, from right. Ratchet and Clank, Gimli in some Lord of the Rings game, and Shinobi from a PS2 Shinobi game that I don't remember existing. So I, I also have to note that IMDb claims that Martinet is known for nine months, the game, and the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim which I find highly offensive. This is like saying Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for Batman and Robin and Jingle All the Way. I mean, he is. Yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, anyway, I always kind of assumed that Nintendo just locked Martinet up in a cage and had him yell wahoo into a microphone to dispense some nutrient pills. <laughs> this leads me to a question. Now that we know that Martinet is actually a free man, is there any character you would like him to voice? He was in the movie The Game. I know. That's what? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you know that? Like, can you picture who he is in the game? No. Also, this so he's like, he's the announcer for Runner Three. And, yeah. And when I as found himself, that out, like me he, and Brad were perusing his IMDb afterwards. He, as himself, yeah, like he, he introduces yes. like when you boot he's the game. He's also playable in the game. He's like, he's like hello, oh. this is Charles Martinet, and you're playing Runner Three. Like, it's. Yeah. I'm just happy to finally have his last name be pronounced by someone who would know. Or does he say Martinet? I think he says Martinet. Okay, okay maybe right, it is Martinet. Yeah. So I feel like the Martinet Martinet fucking back and forth has been dogging us for decades my favorite is when you end the tutorial you have him announcing this the whole time and he goes i'm charles martinet and you're not and you're playing runner three and it's just like cool and they they did a mario guys (laughs) what are you doing they did a bunch of different takes so you're getting different lines but he he never gets anywhere close to the mario no no he's his regular regular, yes yeah Yeah. it's his kind of like serious thespian voice like sort of like a little bit uh 
It sounds like it would be almost a more of a you don't know Jack or a Jackbox kind it's of a little bit yeah, formal, sure. a little bit formal announcer. Yeah. Oh, I want him of. in a Jackbox game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I want him to voice. Um, I was under the impression that Nintendo treats him very well, so I don't think he's being kept in a cage or anything. <laughs> I, there yeah, are worse I, cages I to be in. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't also, if you go on his IMDb page, there are a lot of Mario games out there. I wonder like how he's got dozens of credits in various Nintendo. I wonder games. how much of that is like. Right. Does he re-record? Yeah. Yeah, or I don't just, know. Do they just like have a library? Because it's, yeah. like, it's, it's a ton of Mario tennis. It's a ton of no name. It's yeah. It's like every Mario sports game ever made. It's like all these every guest side, appearance. Like of Mario's. Mario's. another Wahoo. Yeah. Like I don't know how often he actually has to come in and do. No, but this time Wahoo, like you're kicking a soccer ball. I wonder. Do you think there's I, just a sound library? They had him just do a generic set of right, like yeah. the catchphrases, and they can. It's just, like getting syndicated on TV. So right. Once you get a certain amount, you just you're good. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it is that where they just. I'm, I'm sure depending on the game, if they just like we just need a we just need a, a right. Woo. He's got a Wahoo. He's, he's got an Let's Go, yeah. and we need an Oh No. All right, just check these off. Yeah. And I wonder if when they do get him in. If they do just like record him for a set amount, of just like give us a bunch of takes of this so that five years from now we can use this <laughs> and your contract is such that we can do all. You know, I assume they make it right with him. and They're not like yeah. stealing his voice. They need to just go all the way and make the voice print like do the do the sound. Just make a vocaloid. Yeah, make, do the vocaloid. <laughs> Did you know he's local? Yeah. He is? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. He's a localoid. If you go to his website, which I highly recommend everyone out there go to his website. It's a good, it's, it's a, a very it's a good, really good website. website. Huh. Okay. Uh, you can see his uh, it's one sizzle of the best reel. Websites. His acting sizzle reel. It's a great. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, Ian from Macon. I don't, I don't know which one. Georgia? Probably. I'm going to go with that. Uh, recently, while trying to think of a game me and my wife could play together, I remembered Gauntlet Legends and Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Mm-hmm. I never owned either of these games, but me, my brother, and my friends used to rent them constantly, and I remember them being a blast as a multiplayer experience. I get why the format of Legends has died. Arcade-style games are a thing of the past in the online-focused multiplayer world, but can you think of a reason why there isn't a PS1 Classics version or a Steam release of Dark Legacy? In doing my research, there definitely seems to be an audience for a re-release. As a side note, would it be worth it to buy a Wii just to play this game along with Pikmin and Mario Galaxy? Were these games that good? I don't remember them being that good. I really liked okay. them, yeah. but I played them in N sixty four a lot. Yeah, yeah. it was kind was of that a the era we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh. like we. I, did they even? They come probably, out did that originate on the in the arcade? Maybe it came yeah. out on a like a virtual yeah. console. Maybe. But you can't buy anything there anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I would suggest not, yeah. a Wii for Galaxy like alone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't played Mario Galaxy. Um, um, although those things, yeah, it seems maybe, like we're due for some sort of maybe, collection. Maybe if you want to play Mario Galaxy, hang out for a bit because that's yeah. Like I feel the like most I feel like that thing in the world, 3D Land and World, will at some point all yeah. get like HD'd. If, 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 if they're willing to charge sixty dollars for Tropical Freeze on the Switch, like they have to be doing. I pay sixty dollars for like an, an uprez to like clean up Mario on Switch. Would they put mm-hmm. a funky mode in it? Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. Just give Mario a tank top. It's just Waluigi. <laughs> The funkiest one of them all. <laughs> I typed in Gauntlet and Dark Legacy was the first thing it suggested. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, PS2. PS2 and GameCube. Yep. For oh. One. Oh, for so I guess Legacy. you could get a Wii and you Legends could play it. Legends was 64. So you could play. Legend. Okay. That's the one I was could, thinking. Yeah, if you had that was also an arcade so game. So Dark Legacy was like an upgrade to Legends. It was, oh. it was a, Same basic thing. Yeah. Same same ah. basic game, but like an expansion. Like So gotcha. that shipped to arcade operators as like, here's a new hard drive and some chips to turn your Legends into a Dark Legacy. Uh, which was the point at which I broke our Gauntlet Legends machine in the office. Um, trying to, trying to perform that upgrade. Oops. Whoops. Whoops. I think, I think Ryan McDonald took it home and converted it into something else anyway. <laughs> uh, 
because uh, it turns out owning a gauntlet machine or having ready access to it really exposes that gauntlet is just there to suck money out of you yeah. and the, i feel like the home versions oftentimes didn't really do a great job though i i was pointed at the genesis version of gauntlet 4 recently which has a weird quest mode in it that is weirdly deep and mm-hmm. kind of awesome uh from the little bit i saw of it anyway point being uh that's a warner brothers thing they you know the, so that was an atari game that became a Midway game when Midway bought Atari games. And then those home versions, I think, came out around that time. And then Warner would have bought it with all of the other stuff. That Gauntlet game for that's there's a Gauntlet game on PS4. Like they put that out mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. Right. No, it's okay. It's like a downloadable. Yeah. Like $15, $20. Oh, thing. It's all right. right. That's right. I forgot about that. I don't think it's going to necessarily scratch the same itch that that Legends and Dark Legacy did. It's It's a pretty different. Thing. Yeah, like but it's they, probably cheap by now. If you yeah, give it a they're shot, they're trying to push into a Diablo esque territory in in some ways in that Gauntlet game. Yeah, um, inevitably they'll put out another one of those, and then maybe they'll touch on. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. It's seems like every four years. I don't know. Put yeah. out another Gauntlet. Yeah, we sure. own it. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, so maybe they'll do another arcade collection someday and include it in that. That might be the best way. Oh, to go. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you if you're willing to wait, otherwise, yeah, you could. I guess you could get that GameCube game and get a Wii and play it on that or whatever. Back when I was playing a lot of Vermintide, it, it made me realize how cool a, a kind of modernized gauntlet, maybe even first person, could be with just like class stuff and hordes of enemies and like, yeah. you know, the the kind of core loop of trying to find whatever's spawning the enemies and going over to sure. k- wake your way to kill that. Like, yeah. as a, kind of a wave-based survival-y thing. Like, I think there like the, I f- could yeah. be a space for it. When a, you go back to, like, what was Gauntlet, it was hordes. It yeah. was just tons of enemies. It's like crowd control. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. Or it was just, like, choke points, you know, because, yeah. like, a lot of the levels would just have, like, areas where you, I'm just going to stand here and keep shooting axes into this hallway until all these grunts are dead yeah. and slowly push our way forward. But because this game was made by assholes, the t- my health is ticking down the whole time anyway. Yeah. Fucking gauntlet. <laughs> People talk about NBA Jam as being like the, you know, the, oh, the rubber band AI sucking money out of your pocket by forcing overtimes and all this other stuff. Like gauntlet was just built on. My arcade had a thing where you could give them $20 and they would say, okay, we're going to let you play gauntlet for eight hours. Wow. <laughs> or whatever it was, five yeah. hours, five or six hours. Whatever, it, it, like when Gauntlet first came out, it was popular. Like I think even they realized, like this is a nightmare. One quarter for two thousand health is a fucking huge ripoff. So what if we just let you play a bunch of Gauntlet? And then I did that once with my dad, and we got it out of our system. It was like let's never play Gauntlet again. <laughs> uh, was it GDC this year where they did the NBA Jam? Yeah, postmortem. I didn't make and it. I, but... I, I saw that slide going around of like the. Like the internal numbers on yeah. like how they determine uh, like uh, devious the randomness yeah devious it's, it's fucking yeah go just do some Google search for it like when you see it it'll just or maybe don't see it because it maybe <laughs> it'll be a jam yeah I mean it's just not as surprising yeah. if you play that game enough like Arc- you, arcade game design has always been and you can turn off right. like the the idea was that you know they for people who were serious about it you can enable tournament mode and it would disable right. all that shit. Uh, and Blitz has that as was well. Was that just like the randomness of shots going in or not and stuff like stuff that? Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. The way they okay. tried to make every game, you know, within a couple of points. Yeah. It's like how they achieved that oh, was interesting. Huh. So in, it's the sort of in stuff In one that sense, would, it's not random at all. Yeah, when, when, you, yeah. when you go through some of that stuff and, and think about it, like, 
Why were you able to like chuck a ball from all the way to the other side of the court and it just went it's in? Because if the timer is under four <laughs> seconds, your, your shots get this percentage of boost. And uh, but like you look at that stuff and you go like, oh right, yeah, mobile games and microtransactions yeah. and all that stuff and blind boxes and all that. It's a long history. Like, yeah, this is we were kind of always here in a mm-hmm. weird way. Uh, we kind of started here in a weird way. Uh, all right, a couple more emails. Jonathan from Sweden. Why is it called deathmatch and to not kill match? I'm killing it every time. Because hmm. the ma- I mean, this is a very valid question. The match doesn't end when you die a certain number of times. It ends when somebody gets a certain number of kills. Hmm. Because it's a fight to the death. Because John Romero said it's so. Also God a fight damn to it! The kill. Yeah, there's probably like an actual story behind that yeah. somewhere. I mean, he matches of doom probably claims to be the coiner of the term deathmatch. It's but I feel right. like it existed in oh, other yeah. fiction. Yeah, wait, like yeah, no, I've heard yeah. in video games. <laughs> sure, I think that's the case. The term deathmatch has to predate. I don't know. Dude, pull up a, a mostly inaccurate wiki. Hmm. There's got to be. There's not one for deathmatch. Wikipedia says he is credited with coining the yeah, FPS multiplayer like he, term deathmatch, but he is widely f- for first-person shooters, though. Like I feel like. Th- did World Heroes come out before Doom? No, right? 93 versus... They would have been mm. right around... Because World Heroes has yes. a... like. Th- there's the alternate mode in World Heroes where it has spikes on the yeah. walls and shit, and that is called Deathmatch. Huh. I feel like maybe like a mad... Like Thunderdome? Yeah, exactly. Like mo- some movie. Yeah. So like, we've got a Deathmatch. Yeah, exactly. I, I, for some reason, keep thinking about Mad Max as well. The origin of but the term it- Deathmatch is disputed. <laughs> mm. Oh, Controversy. Hmm. But I don't know if that's like death match, like death space match. Death. Death. He was the first person to put it. That's what I mean. Word. But it's like in terms of like naming the mode or whatever, yeah. which now everyone just calls free for all, which I think is a way worse mm-hmm. term. Just they should just like Call of Duty just it, says it's FFA mode. It always kind of bummed me out that, that other games tried to get away from yeah. that terminology. It's like no, it's death match. Yeah, totally. Like they literally still call it team death match. Yeah, <laughs> in Call of Duty, I think, but, but <laughs> single player. I feel like Halo was the first big offender where they were like, no, it's Slayer. It's not death match. Right. We call it this. It's like, no, come on, man. Everybody knows what death match means. But when you have the announcer and he goes Slayer, I mean, that's like, not all right. Bad. I get it. That's not bad. They had a good announcer. You're right. Uh, this Wikipedia page actually mentions World Heroes two in this dispute about who came up with the term. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but I think even World Heroes one had. It. Mm. This says two. It says, however, its usage was different as it referred to the player's environment. Oh, come yeah, because like, well, because the, the arenas the, which housed dangerous hazards rather than the, the mode itself. Yeah, well, it, it's and and that's a wrestling term, like the, mm. in, in Japanese wrestling, like the concept of a, oh, of sure. a death match and and what that meant and all other stuff. Like, also probably super predates Doom. Um. But yeah, you know, whatever. In terms of coining it as the name of a mode or whatever, then yeah. Also, to make this weirder, Romero says the deathmatch concept was inspired by fighting games such as Street Fighter Two and Fatal Fury. Hmm. What? Okay. I mean, those were competitive games. He's really good. At a yeah, very, very early time, they were like, "Hey, we're making this thing." I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All were, right. Yeah, there was exactly one FPS on the market at that time, right? Fair enough. And they had made it. They're like, "How do we make this multiplayer like our favorite fighting games?" Uh, all right. Two more emails, maybe. Let's do two. All right. Uh, Billy in Ohio is going to read this email as written. An article came out uh, recently that a game shop local to me called Epic Loot Games has been getting angry calls from Fortnite fans mistaking Ah. them for Epic Games. 
They, ha- they have reportedly received over 100 calls in a single day before, mainly after updates and new seasons. Ooh, that would suck. Is this the most egregious example of gamers doing something incredibly dumb? If not, what takes the cake? It's usually like it's this is half the time going to be moms and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. like, my son just spent bought your battle truck and <laughs> God damn it. When when uh, when I was young, uh, we were looking forward to Turtles in Time, and that came out. My mom went and spent, you know, was, I think that was a more expensive cart because yep, of the Mode yeah, 7 probably, stuff, so it was yeah. probably like 80 bucks. Um, brought it home, beat that game in like 90 minutes, mm-hmm. and my mom was fucking furious <laughs> because, like, we just spent $80 on this game. You just, you just beat it? Would she have known if you hadn't told her that you finished it? I don't think... Yeah, I mean, we. I think we told her the game's done. Like, oh, uh, nice she's like, yeah. And so she we get another one? scrolled to the back, and then like, customer service was Nintendo, not Konami. Yeah, and she called it just like screamed at some poor Nintendo customer service rep for a while until they said well, maybe you could go ask Toys R Us if you can take it back or something, yeah. and, which did not happen because that stuff didn't really. That was after, yeah, that, that was definitely, there, there was that hard cut off where Toys R Us wised up and said, no, you're yeah. not, we are not taking these, mm-hmm. we're not giving you your money back. There was a, uh, I've been getting, meaning to get around to reporting the story, but similar to, for, the same story, uh, or same similar thing where there's a bar somewhere in, I think it's in New York, that's called Fortnite, and whenever the servers go down, they get all sorts of calls because i'm sure if you like google Fortnite, right google map and you're close google maps is going to pull up that location which is going to have a phone number and you're like oh it's the Fortnite company yeah like i could like and and that speaks to the popularity of the game that people that are so disconnected from video games and how they work are in it like we get tons of support email all the time from people who are just like fix this shit like hey not not even Fortnite, but are just like yeah so your app stole money from me my son (laughs) my son bought a bunch of gems in your app and i want the i want my money back Uh, because when you google it we're like the second yeah or like i bought this game and yeah and the disc is scratched what the fuck are you doing over there and and so there's some percentage of support emails that you you get in running any game site game spot used to get them a lot too uh that are just like people who think you made the game and are pissed (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I imagine like Fortnite being exponentially more popular. Uh, it is reaching a level of people who some of them are not going to be the smartest people out there and they're going to do this because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) What is the most malicious thing gamers have ever done? (laughs) I can't even yeah. have that conversation that was, with that you was right part, now. That was like, the part of that this, email. This, yeah, this is pretty you're low. Making, you're making the... you're making that sound lighthearted when I don't think that's the, yeah, the road we want no. to go down. This, no, I'm just not. I just don't have it in me it, right now to really have this yeah. conversation. All I know is it's a lot worse than Do this. Yeah. Do you have another two hours? Oh. No. 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 All right. Last email. Hmm. It's from Jack. I'm a huge fan of all systems Goku. I grew up with friends that watched DBZ and I worked in video game retail from 98 to 2002. So I picked up all my knowledge about that show through social osmosis. (laughs) I still haven't actually watched more than three episodes ever, but Jeff and Dan breaking things down is perfect for me. I recently started rewatching Star Trek, the next generation. And it occurred to me, are Saiyans just anime Klingons? They're both prideful. They both have a code and set of traditions. They're both warrior races, and they both make incredibly stupid decisions at times. Do they have their own language? 
Sands. I don't know. I feel Let's like ask the, the experts. I, I would actually say that the Namekians are a lot closer to Klingons. Wow. In I don't a lot of yeah, ways. This conversation no. <laughs> that makes sense in terms, yeah, of, yeah. in terms of honor and the way they fight an elder. It's like more the, like the, uh, the, the class structure. The way the yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there's a better fit there. Uh, a lot more about sacrifice. Like Saiyans aren't really about sacrifice. No, yeah, Saiyans but aren't the Mechians, about. Like when Nail sacrificed exactly, himself to fuse yeah. Piccolo. That's yeah. very, that's a that's, that's a very a Klingon, Klingon move. sort of thing for sure. I almost made it through with a straight face. Yeah, <laughs> the Saiyans are basically just like space supremacists in a lot of ways. Oh, great. Yeah, they I mean, are they kind do of have, like space fascists. They, they do have that. Bl- they do have that blonde hair, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, only, it turns blonde when they get extra power. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Huh. Subtle. Layers to DBZ yeah. that I was not expecting. All right. That's, that's enough emails. They all have a very specific haircut, let's say. <laughs> okay. All right. Bombcast.giantbomb.com. Then that will do it for emails. Uh, Patrick Klepik, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. What's up? What else is what's new? What are you up to? What do you want to shill? I still writing for uh, Waypoint as long yeah. as Vice let us. Okay. Uh, Waypoint.vice.com. You can follow me at Patrick Klopik on Twitter. Right. Maybe Nintendo announced another Mario Maker game. Go back to that. Mm. That's my hope. Wait, I don't really? Think, I don't think it's going to happen this year. This year? No way. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's, it's next year. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love it so. And actually, that makes me excited that they're, the longer it's not announced, the more likely it is that it's not a Mario Kart 8 situation, sure. which is just a port. Oh. Um, like, I want them to do an actual sequel. So I still have my Wii U hooked up. Slopes, I'm, baby. We're yeah. little slopes. That, I'm, I'm still, I still got to make sure. I never made a level. level. Never yeah. made, I played probably hmm. like wow, 1,500 really? hours of that game. Never I, never even un- I never unlocked the creation duels. What? Yeah. Never touched it. Just don't even care. Just could not care less. Wow. Could not care. All I wanted I mean, to do I don't was blame play. you. I didn't either, but like. All I wanted to do was play other people's levels. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to make, uh, but I want to scale it back. Like that shit got too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, I don't want to do uh, that again. Yeah, no. So I, I like. I mean, I do. I mean, I say that, but the levels I was making, they were devious <laughs> but finishable. Uh huh. You would get them done. Yeah. Uh, you yes. want like a ten percent clear rate? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not a less than one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten to twenty, maybe. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Just here's some fun stuff with a, a few goofs. Yeah. Uh, in here just for funsies. Do you, think, do you think people took it too far when they were streaming, like, say, a dozen hours of themselves unable to finish their own levels? There's still a guy, like, one of my favorite stories that I uh, check, I, I have a reminder on my phone uh, for every three months to check in on this uh, dude. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Just search for, like, Mario Maker hours uh, <laughs> uh, on Waypoint, and he's he's been trying to beat the same level for the uh, more than two years. Wow. Um, he plays it every day. Every day? Uh, yeah, and he, he doesn't streams tweet, it. He doesn't tweet the level? level? No, he doesn't. He originally, like, he spent, uh, he actually made the level harder as he was playtesting it originally, and then he maxed out just what, what you could, like, the amount of things you can keep oh, changing wow. in the yeah. creator. Like, he hit, like, the wall, and then he was like, all right, that's what this, I'll work with. This is and, the level. Yeah, and he's been trying to beat it, and he's gotten very close, um, but he hasn't, and he's at, you know, I think when I did the math on it, like, he's, you know, Dozens of days of hours into wow, trying to trying to finish this. That's excessive. Yeah, that's I think it's called Trials of Death. I believe that's what the the name of the the level is. He'll beat it one day. I feel like Nintendo was aggressive enough about shutting down their server they stuff. Were, that, that game has they, to go away at some point, right? They did not. Yeah, and Nintendo has such a weird relationship with their community. They yeah. didn't quite understand what they had or what they were allowing. Like Kaizo, Kaizo, and Kaizo subsets like are a huge part of like the. 
Mario community, like yeah. the kind of people that want to build levels and the kind of stuff that creates a streaming culture for Mario as a as a game, you know. Uh, but they that stuff relies on glitches and exploits and like weird messing of the physics. And Nintendo would just like patch out. They would change the physics of like yeah, certain they, actions and then break com- break stages. There was like one big patch that like broke a lot of levels. Yes, yeah, it broke a and, bunch of the Kaizo techniques, yeah. and Nintendo didn't roll that back because they don't. Their patch, I think their patches, their patch notes were not specific. They would just say like improvements made to the yeah. game, and then the fans would find out like, oh fuck, they like changed the way the jump works with this <laughs> turtle. That's thing how they that we do. when they would patch Smash Four. They would say we yeah. tweaked characters. Right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And it, yeah. So. And I don't expect them to get too much better with that. Yeah, stuff. like I, I get like some of the stuff, some of the things they patched out over time, like some of it made some sense. Yeah. Or like, oh, there's like weird exploit stuff where people are like uncovering costumes that haven't been revealed yet. Yeah, that and, all. And weird, glitchy shit like that. Uh, it's a weird balance. Like, yeah. I get why it would be, but there were often you would see just really boneheaded decisions that was like, you just don't actually understand. Yeah. But like, especially when you were getting into like a year out from the game's release, like, who do you think is still. Like, pl- right. like supporting this like it's these people making this weird shit yeah and and then to go a step further with that i mean shit man you talk about nintendo and like games with a streaming culture and you talk about like they don't understand any of that you know they're like oh well we're not gonna let anybody monetize our stuff and go through this like all their weird program stuff which i know you you i get in, down i get, in, I get any uh yeah i get in uh an email every couple of months whenever like their payout is is like nintendo has sent something to your paypal account and it's like three cents or whatever so it is. what you're saying is that you're on the take from nintendo hell yeah i see <laughs> okay i think i've earned right. about like i've earned like a dollar 25 hell yeah Woo, baby. Uh, i mean early on when i did the mario maker stuff i got a takedown notice from ours technica because huh. they had like one of those bots that just like we played the same mario maker stage oh yeah and so it's just, like the the bot just like like oh this footage is exactly the same because we played the same level mm-hmm. and it favors the company that has yep. the bot. yeah yeah, when you I would say, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was when I was posting up some, I, I my personal YouTube channel. I was posting some stuff there, and like weird ports of Mario that were like made by Hudson for Japanese computers in the eighties and stuff like that. That would get hit by Nintendo. Like the music would would <laughs> oh, they wow, would they yeah. would still pull it out even though it was like this fucked up port of this game. <laughs> Uh, like the number of things that got hit by them or just like Namco, like, hey, this this, this sounds like Galaga to us, fucker. And I'm like, yeah, you're, hey, guess what? You're right. <laughs> I streamed some Galaga. I guess that's on me. Uh, some of that stuff's real weird. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. That stuff's still a nightmare. I, yeah, I I am still probably playing Mario Maker once every two or three weeks, just like seeing what levels are out there. It feels like they've all gotten a little harder. Yeah, I mean, that's how the whole community skewed, yeah. like, as time went on, was uh, just, like, weirder, stranger. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you go to, like, the Mario Maker subreddit, you can still find, like, cool shit to play. Like, people are still doing yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a pretty small community at this point. Yeah, but I guess they'll announce the new one and then shut down the servers for that one, but hopefully port oh, the stages over. Yeah, you would hope that they would that, that they would at least be similar enough for them to do that. Yeah. I mean, just, that effectively renders that purchase, like, oh, yeah. null and void. If they shut right? those servers down, like that, that game, game is useless. not a game at that point. Man, that's... Uh, I remember asking the, the dude... Or that, or that game's a lot like the 3DS version at that point. Questionable. Uh, but, yeah. Remember that dude that I was profiling every couple, every, like, once a year or so, he, I was like, well, probably when the sequel comes out, they're gonna shut down the servers, like, then, like, the only reason you're beating this is to upload it. And he's, I was like, what do you, do like, do? Like, he, yeah. and he's like, I'll still beat it. It's for, <laughs> this is for me now. It's like, <laughs> all, right. all right, dude. Yeah, good. Brendan Moore, that's his name. Mm. Brandon Moore. Mario Maker just brings it out of people. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show then. Thank you again, Patrick, for yeah, stopping by. Thank you. Uh, we'll have a bunch of stuff going on, on the website this week. Yeah. Oh, e- hey. Three planning is happening. Speaking of stuff on the website, uh, we're a few days away here from this fucking GDPR shit. Oh. Um, and you're going to see some stuff on this website that is less than cool from the looks of things. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, what is it? It's like a privacy regulation thing. Uh, so everyone from has to Europe. Kind of, yeah, from Europe. Yes. And you've probably already seen a lot of bars at the bottom of websites that say like, we use cookies hit here to accept or read more about it or whatever. Uh, I think if you are hitting us from the EU, you will start to see that. It is more than a bar. It is less than ideal, especially if you are on a phone. Oh, boy. And we know. <laughs> and we have people working on it. Thank you. So bear with us. That's <sighs> what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Privacy. Digital rights. They're important. They are important. This implementation seems less than ideal. Stay tuned. Both can be true. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. Good to know. So we, when you see that thing and you're like, what the fuck? We know. <laughs> I don't want you to, that to stop you from posting about how you, if, how you feel about it. That might be useful. <sighs> we'll see. How right. that, yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> okay. That rolls out in a few days. It'll uh, be fun. On that note. Especially if you have a smaller screen phone. Again, this is this is only people in European territory. Boy, I sure hope so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deploy the geolocator. I just saw this thing this morning, and it was like, oh, geez. Okay. Then. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. It's for your rights. Lawyers, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this, we're... In a <sighs> sale. Yeah. Memberships are on sale. <laughs> All right. There's your housekeeping update for the week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. Thanks. Bye.